All right, so this is No Sold, a wrestling podcast. Um, my name is John. I'm someone who grew up pretty much fascinated by the WWF. That's my background. That's my my interest. It still lies somewhere in the sports entertainment WWE realm. Um, I think I'm pretty much the most likely to gravitate towards the storyline stuff, the characters. When I when I feel like wrestling's at its best, I love it. When it's at its worst, I'm someone who's pretty critical. I got Frank up here. He's a man with a background in the mixed martial arts world. Uh, I think he appreciates a good story, but he loves the combat sport aspect of wrestling, uh, the action, work rate, if you will. Um, me and him get into some debates, gets a little heated. Uh, usually Duke is the, the peacemaker or the voice of reason. He's the third man here. He's a historian of pro wrestling sports entertainment uh someone who appreciates the wrestling world in its entirety i think uh all aspects and you're pretty capable of taming your opinions and kind of keeping your opinions based uh in logic and once again the voice of reason so these are the two guys joining me here and this is no sold where do we begin that was a conversation uh we had for a while i think we just we wanted to start from the beginning. Uh, some stuff we never saw, some stuff we wanted to go back and rewatch. Uh, generations spanned here. I think we have five years separating us each way down. So um, Frank being the youngest here came in in the mid nineties, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. Yep. Okay. And uh, you could just talk a little bit guys about maybe your first uh, introduction into wrestling. Maybe what you remember uh getting into it well i remember the first guy who i saw was like whoa somebody who i felt at the time looked like me felt like me was razor ramon scott hall i thought i thought that dude was a hispanic he's an honorary hispanic dude wait but, he's uh, not yeah but uh that was my first like wrestler i loved you know what i mean i uh there it is I, uh, I got, uh, but like after that, I sort of followed him, him and Diesel right to WCW, you know, and I was a big NWO guy, all that mid nineties attitude, you know, era coming up stuff. You know, I was super WCW guy. And then one day in Puerto Rico, I tuned into Monday night raw saw a crazy four-team tag match, you know, main event with all the big names of the time, 97, 98-ish. And then I started gravitating to that show, you know. So, yeah, that's what, like, I remember, like, really hooking me, like a lot of people of the time, honestly. Duke, about you, earliest memories? The first wrestling match that I can recall seeing was Hector Guerrero who's Eddie's older brother. Um, the big moment that I remember was Hulk Hogan beating the Iron Sheik. I actually remember that day, like my brothers and I were watching it together and we like freaked out when Hogan won. But the first match that I remember seeing was Hector Guerrero though in uh, NWA. And I actually met him, um, I don't know, 10 years ago or probably longer than 
And I told him that I, you know, he was the first match I ever saw. He's like, oh, yeah, who did I wrestle? I was like, I don't know, dude. I was like seven. But it was cool to, uh, you know, have that experience because. So you were about seven or eight? Yep. I was about seven. My dad passed away when I was six. And I didn't watch wrestling when he was alive. Um, But pretty much right after that, because I ended up recording wrestling over all his like james bond movies and all that stuff that's great i did that all over all my mom's like marcy and david bowie vhs's oh my god recorded all my wrestling uh frank how old were you then in like 96 95 95 i was eight years old okay yeah seven ish about the same 90 Mm summerslam 91 is my first official memory okay um so i was about eight so it all lines up. Uh, it was actually my cousin had recorded SummerSlam 91. It uh, I saw the Brett Perfect match, but then the tape cut off. So I, for the longest time, I never knew what happened in the rest of SummerSlam 91. Oh my God. For like, you know, maybe five years later, I saw the rest <laughs> of the card. But um, yeah, so that's where our history lies. As far as where we start a podcast, where we start a conversation, could we get into all the current stuff for sure? But we want to dig back into the, you know, into the history books, maybe, maybe call it the Big Bang. Um, Vince McMahon's WrestleMania one, Starcade 85, which is the third edition of Starcade. We're going to compare those two shows a little bit, talk about each show, uh, maybe the business in general in 1985. Uh, definitely want to go down the list, some of these matches definitely get into the details of the you know the, the backstories i found that right off the bat watching these matches cold so to speak is difficult like if you don't know the build behind a specific match it takes away from rating it or ranking it you know it's difficult for me to just say like magnum ta and tully for instance was you know seven out of ten if I didn't realize the hatred they had built up that whole year and over the summer. So just right off the bat, I want to say like talking about these matches is going to be strictly from, you know, revisionist history because we're not living in the moment. We're not feeling that build up to the feud, but um, let's get into the Starcade, the gathering, uh, November 28th, 1985, Greensboro, North Carolina and Atlanta. So dual arenas um jim crocker promotions bringing it to the table so right off the bat i'm going to pitch it to you guys but right off the bat the first thing i noticed watching this show and uh we'll jump back maybe between starcade and wrestlemania if you want but the production quality from the shaky cameras to the audio to the audio that jumped off the page um really quick did you guys see this show, uh, like, obviously not when you were younger, but recently, have you watched the show in its entirety before talking about it today? I have. I have. I thought it was a mostly good show. Obviously, there's obvious issues, especially comparing it to Vince's shows. You know what I mean? But for me, it's my type of show. You know what I mean? There was, like, there was... There was hardcore-ish matches. There was like story, great builds with the main event. And then, like you said, the Tully and Magnum matches specifically. Then there was 
goofy stuff kind of you know maybe out of place with how serious some of the card was and then you have like uh jimmy valiant match with like ronnie uh no no no, oh, no, well, no well, well, i'm sorry sorry i'm sorry miss, miss atlanta, atlanta lively miss atlanta, exactly let's get miss it right atlanta there. Lively. so like you know it's just it's just a it's a wild show from top to bottom but that's what i want that's what i hope for for like your annual big show a little bit of everything gives you a flavor of everything it kind of reminds me of you know some of the shows you see today going from non-vince properties you know and like that's what i like you know what i mean so like i don't think every match was like gold i think a lot of it was kind of you know nonsense but i feel like for the time those stories and builds, I thought that was like it was like right up my alley, especially the Magnum and Tully match. Duke, had you seen this show before today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing when you're, you know, we wanted to watch WrestleMania one and Starcade eighty five. I think the biggest thing you have this perspective because this is kind of what you do, you know, in your line of work you notice production quality and stuff like that, which I did too. But I think the biggest, um, the cool thing was comparing the two companies. Like you saw Vince's vision immediately, you know, Liberace out there dancing with the girls and, you know, and then you got sports entertainment and you have professional wrestling. Like that's the way, even when I was a kid, when I watched NWA, I would be like, yeah, like I like both, but that's the real stuff, you know, mm-hmm. they bleed there, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I thought it was cool to see the visions. Um, it was crazy because Starcade, and if you guys are listening or watching, um, you can watch all this stuff on Peacock too. It's all available, which is cool. But um, the, the blood, like every match, like there was blood in the NWA matches, you know. Eight that, out of 11 matches, yeah, to be like, specific. I did counted. you count? Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I thought it was cool to compare the, you know, the styles of. And I, I preferred WrestleMania over Starcade. And, okay. And I like both companies. I always yeah. have when I was a kid. Um, but I just like you said i like the storytelling and the build-up you know but i do remember seeing wrestlemania one when i was a kid and being like this is weird like liberace dancing (laughs) and you know like all the sports entertainment type stuff like yeah and poor david san martino man i mean we'll get into david we'll get into david i definitely uh no i i want to hear at the end of this maybe what show you prefer and why like Mm -hmm. we'll go into the details and maybe even if you guys want to throw a rating on the show out of 10 you know we could do that um favorite match for sure but i do want to say like my little snarky two cents for you know my starcade opinion to kick it off like i feel like you could have maybe renamed this show like gimmicks match galore or gimmick mm-hmm. match every match had a something and now you either love that or hate it but it, to me it just became like a little bit too overbooked or over cramped with well it's it's the nature of pro wrestling now it's too much you you know like when everyone bleeds 
in every match, nothing matters, you know, everything mm -hmm. should matter. And then when every single match there's blood and there's a gimmick and whatever, it doesn't matter anymore. It's like we talk about, you know, the hell in the cell pay-per-view. There should be one hell in a cell match, you know, not every match is a hell in a cell. And maybe it should happen organically, it. you know, rather than yeah, having a pay-per-view like, named after it. The point is in pro wrestling, like, everything should matter everything you do should matter and when every single match there's blood you know it's like what okay More i blood. look at it a little different i look specifically the blood i get the gimmicks or like mm -hmm. all the, like the stipulations and all that whatever but for blood specifically like you said in the intro i like it's to me it's a fight you know what i mean and like to me it's a fight at the end of the day, this is how the, these guys are choosing to settle this, right? It's like, it's a fight, and the blood just makes me f believe it. You know what I mean? And it's sort or, of like... Or some... you have to strip your opponent. No, or that. You know what I mean? But, but there was like, blood this... almost uh, a, a minute into some of these matches, which I guess is cool because it I mean, makes yeah, it unpredictable. Sometimes you stabbing could... a guy in the face immediately. Immediately. You know Man, I, mean? I, I love Manny Fernandez, by the you way, know? Dude. He was so great, like, yeah. You know, it's it is it, it, but that's the nature of it. But me, eight out of know? eleven matches, I guess, if you had eleven fights, mm -hmm. would eight of them bleed? Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I think more, I, probably, if we're being honest. But if, if you're presenting look, as these matches as real, right? Because yeah. we all know wrestling's fake, and I've even Wait, like I, what? <laughs> I read I read up on Ronnie Garvin, like his opinion on that Miss Atlanta Lively thing, and he, his opinion was. Wrestling is show business. If we were fighting for real five nights a week, we'd be dead. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like if you're presenting the matches as, you know, real and simulation, it can to me be just as over the top or distracting as the sports entertainment side of it. Like, do you know what I'm saying there? I don't know if that makes sense. But like if you make it look like a bloody brawl every match, um, I'm going to but catch on to it. This is the big it. event, right? This is the payoff for all these feuds. You know what I mean? So this isn't just Monday Night Raw and every match is bleeding, right? This is like the, the big event. These are the feuds. This is going to end a lot of the stuff. You know what I mean? So in that aspect, I don't mind it. If this was if this was every uh, every week, you know, and I know NWA television was like that oftentimes, you know, but it wasn't every match. It's usually just like the last match or if there was something specifically important you know what i mean to get a point right. across but this is starcade you know so i don't uh mind it as quite as much you know and i i appreciate i appreciate like that aspect of it you know and i don't want it to be so insane where like you had a manny fernandez abula butcher match which was just like off the rails <laughs> as soon as it started you know and it's like that's not necessarily my thing but they but... were fighting to grab a sombrero yeah, well, that's how it goes sometimes. I mean, it's a real fight, really. The 80s you know. were a weird time. <laughs> I mean, they still did it in the 90s, right? They probably we also still had uh, tuxedo matches trying to take people's clothes off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I do want to say really quick for Duke, like, I know you have a friend, Teddy. Um, I know your brothers, even. I remember you guys talking when we were younger, like, NWA was what the cool kids watched or what, like, the maybe adults or, and then the, wwf was for kids and i never really 
got that as much as I'm getting it now, like later in life, actually in retrospect, seeing the way NWA, like Starcade compared to WrestleMania one, you like right off the bat, you see this oh, is yeah. geared towards this. This thing, is geared yeah. towards that. And so, I love both, you know, like I think that yeah, pro that wrestling works. can come in all forms, you know, like I enjoy orange Cassidy, you know, like, a lot of old school mm-hmm. people don't. I'm as old school as it gets, but like I think pro wrestling can be Will Osprey versus Ricochet or, you know, Manny Fernandez versus Abdul the Butcher in a bloodbath, you know? Mm-hmm. Or Liberace cool dancing it. with the Rockets. Yeah, that, yeah, that not so much. Yeah. I agree with Duke, you know, like I don't want to like feel every match has to be a bloodbath, but like, I don't get distracted by it either. Like it doesn't, I don't see a guy busted open in a match and go, Oh, well, you know, two matches ago, another guy was busted open. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like this is quite as intense. I'm watching a fight. You know what I mean? And that's how I like to look at it. You know, I'm trying, I, I'm just trying I don't, to, it's I'm not just... even like a criticism of the mm-hmm. Starcade. It was, I guess it's just like, you don't see that much anymore. Yeah. So like when I saw it, I was like, oh man, like no, for sure. it, it, it was yeah, it was jarring for me even watching yeah. it. And it, it you know, but I that's what made me feel like, oh, this is you know, obviously I'm not of that time, but mm-hmm. this would have been what I would lean into more mm-hmm. versus Vince's show. If I didn't grow up in like this territory system, right? Because like Vince would have been our show anyway. Yeah. But if I would have all of a sudden had to make that switch one week to to Vince's type of wrestling show, I probably would have been bummed out. A lot like I was bummed out once ECW went away, you know what I mean? And once Vince became like the only option, you know, the same kind of feelings happened with me in those like instances as well. I just wish I had that other thing to watch, which is why I think AEW is cool today. You know, it's something totally different. And, um, you know, everything, I love the gimmick guys. Like you mentioned Orange Cassidy. I'm, I'm not like the biggest Orange Cassidy fan, but I watch his match. I don't get distracted by it because I know this is the game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these guys are going to be goofy. Sometimes Nick Gage is going to be pizza cutting somebody's head open. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, like it, it might not be my thing, but that's that's the business, you know, and everything's not meant for me. But I take what I could get from everything, you know, mm-hmm. and then. I just go from there. Yeah, I think that's the right attitude. Well, I want to definitely shift over really quick to the start of WrestleMania 1. Just um, linearly, we'll go a little bit back and forth here. But Madison Square Garden, New York, New York. uh, We're not going to talk all the details about, you know, what Vince put into making this happen right now. But we're going to... Do you know the rumor of how he got that money? Uh... I've heard he, well, I'll let you tell it. I'm, I'm well, no, my... the rumor is that, remember when he showed up on TBS? Did you guys ever see that? Is that Black Saturday? or Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Georgia. he ended up selling it back to them for like a million bucks or whatever. The rumor is Vince used that money to fund WrestleMania. Imagine. Who knows? Had him on the back, yep. had himself on the back. Uh, just right off the bat, uh, 
about the production value and whatnot. WrestleMania one wasn't coming out like polished and crispy. It no. was there was yeah. a lot of issues there as well. Uh, especially like, I don't know if you noticed like post-match, some of the wrestlers bumping into Lord Alfred as he's like <laughs> talking. It's just funny to see that stuff. But I have to say like coming out and putting your stamp on it, Mean Gene, you know, the voice of the eighties, like just seeing him even do the Star Spangled Banner. It was so oh cool. Which yeah, I loved it. Crazy. It was, yeah, it was crazy. But I, I mean, I loved it. Um, also, right the uh, them calling Gorilla Gino. <laughs> that always was like i was like what like you know like and everybody did it too yeah i know constantly um i do i have to say i love the pre-match interviews that wrestlemania did to mm -hmm. kind of get into the match as opposed to the post-match interviews that they were doing and and, and starcade just as a, a contrast there mm -hmm. i thought it was cool to like Building, although I will say being in the same room, like to be like interviewing, you know, uh, right. San Martino and he'll yep. walk away and then, and then Brutus comes... walks right over. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little detail that I didn't love, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. they'll work that and out. The, the work U.S. That out. Express, they, I think they showed Nikolai and the Sheik and then they interviewed the U.S. Express and they're like fully dressed. Yeah, and and Barry Windham's like, yeah, we're heading down to the ring right now, and then like, all of a sudden they're in their tights. It was I do like obviously... that. I like both though. Like I like both for like mm -hmm. different reasons. I like the post match. I would prefer both, but yeah, you know, yeah. like I like both aspects of it. I mean, but you see, also you see like people fresh out of a match, maybe not all there, like Crusher Khrushchev or whatever. Was, we'll get into I, that post-match. I, I, like, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I know. I was like, let's just move on from that. I know. That's good. But also, but, I just wanted to mark this really quick. An hour and 26 minutes in, it was J.J. Uh, Dillon. He said Starcade is the greatest event in wrestling history and that history will show it. And then it took only uh, 21 minutes into WrestleMania. And Gorilla said... It's a happening. This is the greatest wrestling extravaganza mm -hmm. in history. Oh, that's funny. And history will show it. But so it's just funny. Like they were both doing it like their best to try to hype it up. But I have to say, like Gorilla and Jesse, the whole time, they sold the shit out of this show. Like every five minutes, they were telling you, like, Jesse was like, This is the Woodstock. Woodstock to rock and roll <laughs> yeah, is yeah, what yeah. WrestleMania is to pro wrestling. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I just have to say, like, they did a better job of making the show feel grand, consistent. Yeah, I mean, and that's part of being the first time you do a show, too. You know what I mean? Like, you have to convince people that this is where they want to be. Starcade is around a few years at this point. You know, and you know, I like Bob Cottle. Like, I, I grew up a lot watching him, but um. You know, he's no Gorilla Monsoon, with all due yeah. respect. I mean, yeah, yeah. to me, Gorilla is my goat. I don't know if it's Gorilla and Bobby or Gorilla and Jesse. Um, but I mean, and I love Tony Schiavone, too. Tony Schiavone's up there for me. But Bob Cottle was kind of like the main dude. Yeah. And like, you know, he was outclassed by Gorilla Monsoon, Yeah, if you're comparing them. Yeah, let's talk about that really quick. So you had Cotto and Shivani on commentary, Johnny Weaver backstage doing those yeah. post-match interviews. And then for WrestleMania, you had uh, Gorilla and Jesse doing commentary. Backstage was was Mean Gene, and occasionally we got Lord Alfred Hayes in there. Yep. But um, yeah, just to wrap that up, like I 
preferred Gorilla and Jesse, not because of my WWF bias, but Shivani was awesome. And Coddle's good. If they're calling it like a sport, they're calling mm-hmm. it in two yeah. different ways. I, yeah, it's so. different things. Yeah, you know, like I like, I love Gorilla. I'm a Gorilla and Bobby guy. Yeah. But I love Shivani, you know. Mm-hmm. And like we said, Coddle's just not of in the same class i think it's yeah he's, guys, he's more know? old school it, it, it is what it is with with wasn't with, bad it, it was just no, yeah, when yeah, you bad, compare bad. that it's just tough you yeah. know? and once again it's vince i'm sure in gorilla's ear yeah you know being like that's what hey, i was gonna say that's what I was gonna you could see wrestlemania had maybe a more clear direction mm-hmm. well they had you know vince mcmahon yeah. which is the great equalizer 31st, it's WrestleMania. Get your tickets to the greatest sports entertainment post-circuit TV spectacular of all time. Mr. T risks it all wrestling for the first time, teaming up with champion Hulk Hogan versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Get your tickets now to WrestleMania on post-circuit TV. Don't miss it. See only at the following location. Starcade 85, the gathering. Already signed for the world's tag team huddle. The Russian team will defend. No disqualification. No time limit in a cage against the Rocket Roll Express. And the NWA World Heavyweight Champion will defend his title that night. It's Starcade 85, the gathering. So just to get into the shows a little bit, I want to jump back to Star uh to Starcade. We we started with young Sam Houston. The young up and comer. Sam Houston. <laughs> um, he was taking on Crusher, Crusher, Khrushchev, Barry Darso. Uh, Do we all know who Sam Houston's brother is? We we can tell the the crowd, the audience here. Uh, Do you Jake's... know Frank? No. Oh yeah, I do know. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sam Houston. I was thinking we were talking about Crusher Khrushchev, and I was like Darso. Crusher yeah. Khrushchev, Barry Darso, his brother, uh, well known Bruce Darso, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also a. Uh, communist sympathizer <laughs> yeah yeah no we had um we had sam houston the brother jake yeah the son of grizzly smith i have to say like my my initial thing was the crowd was all about young sam houston and he was mm-hmm. super athletic like yeah i was impressed those crowds are very for the most part like good guys mm-hmm. you know yeah you would see it the midnight express would get cheered sometimes and uh the horsemen obviously but for the most part they were pretty good guy driven crowds and those pops are incredible man i know it is wild to see it's crazy for for like every good guy yep it was like they were the hero of the show you know felt made them feel bigger than they were yep it shows that that stuff is missed a little bit now like when you have the shades of gray booking you know I'm, That's I'm, one thing though about AEW fans. They're pretty they're pretty good cheering on the good guys. They really are. Yeah. And booing the heels. Yeah. Yep. I mean, for the most part. I, I agree with that. But yeah, uh, Crusher Khrushchev ended up getting the win there. Uh it was a 10 minute match. He looked great, by the way. He did look good. Yeah. I was I I thought it was a nice opener. Um, Mid Atlantic heavyweight championship on the you line. You know what always bugged me about Khrushchev was just he just spoke like American, American. American. I wanted to like get into you, that. Yeah. yeah, I really wanted to get into that. His lack of accent was I mean, jar- was jarring. Koloff was an American too, but he at yeah, least, yeah. you know, like tried even if it's yeah, not like, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Cru- he was Jack, man. Dorso was Jack yeah, was. at that great. point. He looked great. He was uh, as far as an opener goes, like it was fine. Like I once again, we're watching it now versus then. I'm sure people were super into Sam Houston at that time, and um. 
Yeah, that was a it was an interesting to contrast with WWF's WrestleMania one opener, and you had uh, the Executioner. Was that Tito versus Tito? Yeah. yeah uh, are we all familiar with who was under that Executioner mask? Yeah, I don't think I know. Uh, Mr. Playboy Buddy Rose. Playboy. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Uh, terrible pre match interview. Good hand. Good hand for sure, but terrible pre-match interview under that executioner mask. That that I I felt like that didn't get WrestleMania off to the best start. Uh, (laughs) But um, solid match. We we could go into Tito if you want a little bit. I've always just thought of him as like solid, consistent. I want him right in the middle of my card or opening my show. But like Carpenter, whatever the term is, so dry. Yeah, you know, I think he was good. I like Tito, but just so dry of a dude you know what i mean like anytime he had to do anything but wrestle he was, was a worker's like, worker though right yeah. i mean a mechanic if you mm-hmm. you would and if you notice too whenever um vince would bring somebody new in they would always work tito and like that says a lot about him you know mm-hmm. like, absolutely he he knows that he can trust tito and he'll get the best out of the person that he's you know working with I think you I, mentioned I it before, Tito. Duke. A, you yeah. said his a Hall of Fame, um, you know, presence is like beyond well deserved. If you go through his resume, yeah, and, and I mean, in my opinion, but I mean, yeah, it's subjective. The Hall of Fame is it's nonsense, you know. No, but Tito was great. Um, I thought it was, you know, the the contrast to Sam Houston. If you want to talk about like the workers versus mm-hmm. the big men, it's funny how those opening cards kind of had uh, matches had like similar. Uh, structure but um you know we don't have to necessarily get into rating the matches but enjoyable i guess i always like seeing tito i don't really tune out when he was on whenever he's on so um real quick um frank you said that you were a fan of razor ramon because he like looked like you yeah so like when you started watching was tito around when was he el matador or was he gone by he he was gone i believe he was gone but like the first stuff I ever like going back and looking at Tito, he was El Matador. Okay. For sure. But so, like, you, you didn't him. like when you saw him, you weren't like, oh shit. You know, he well, no, like just me, because but... very specifically, like I'm Puerto Rican. So like Tito felt very Mexican. So it was always mm-hmm. like a different okay. thing. Or like yeah. Razor. Obviously, he was doing like the Scarface yeah. gimmick. But for mm-hmm. me, he felt like a Puerto Rican guy. You know, okay. so like for me, I was like, oh, this dude. You know, yeah, I always tell people he reminded me of my Uncle Tony, okay. you know, so it was always yeah. so it was a little different for me, you know. Okay, that's funny. Um, let's go back into Starcade. So, instant bloodbath, Abdul and Manny Fernandez. Um, I you, love Manny you, Fernandez. You blink <laughs> and, you, and you missed, you know, the attack by Abdullah, <laughs> but Manny Fernandez was so over. Those like, poor guys tripping, though. Did you notice that? Tripping going to the ring? Yes, and somebody grabbed so Abdullah, dark. actually. Did you catch that? Somebody grabbed Abdullah's, like, yeah, uh, yeah, turban, yeah. and it was a mess, man. Multiple guys, guy would though, when they with. came out, like, were tripping and stuff because it was so dark. Dark shit. The lighting Andy in that Fernandez arena, Fernandez used to team with Hector Guerrero, by the way, and they were cool as shit. Very cool. Manny and looked like a million Manny bucks, until man. Until he... Uh, Manny ended up being in a team with Rick Rude mm-hmm. and they were called the R&R Express and like I remember being pissed because it was the Rock and Roll Express that they fought 
That's funny. R and R like to feud with the Rock and Roll Express yep. was it? Okay, yeah. like Ravishing oh. and Raging Bull. Oh, which cool. you put those two guys together, it's like what? Like yeah, really. But, but Raging Bull, like that, he looked so good coming to that he ring, was man. Cool as shit. He was really good, man. So over, so charismatic. I mean, you know, they made that match pretty enjoyable. Like I said earlier, I was joking, but like they're fighting over grabbing a sombrero. But um, clearly it meant a lot to them because <laughs> that's, they were going all out. What did you guys think passion. of that match overall? Did you enjoy it? or? I think it's cool. You know what's about Abdullah the Butcher's like selling like all the stuff actually like surprised me. It's somebody who didn't watch a ton of, you know, Abby. <laughs> You know, I was just like surprised because I always took him as like a big guy just in these death matches type mm-hmm. things, you know. And but I was I was very like I was pleasantly surprised with it because I just thought this is not gonna be like my thing, you know, but it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, real quick, I, I know like my introduction at Duel of Butcher was magazines, like I hadn't really seen oh, so yeah. I was deathly afraid of him just yeah. from the pictures <laughs> holding the fork or all the scars in his forehead. Mm-hmm. Um you know, years later, you see some interviews and stuff, and you're like, he's like a like a sweet old grandpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's very strange. But back then, even he had me convinced rewatching. Like he he looked like you know a bad mf'er in that match. Um, Bloodbath, like I said, it was it was violent, not mm-hmm. really my thing, but I did appreciate Manny Fernandez and uh, just his charisma, and it was solid. It was a, another one to kind of like bring the crowd up they did a good job of like keeping the action going if nothing else and i also like i watched wrestling back then but i didn't see a lot of abdul the butcher like you i would read about him in magazines like they would show pictures of him in uh carlos cologne yeah exactly um but like i i didn't see much of him so it was cool to see him you know because all this wrestling that i've watched i have only seen probably a handful of uh his matches so it was mm-hmm. cool it was cool they labeled it a mexican death match yeah um i don't know if the rules today apply in a mexican death match to grab the sombrero but in that one it did uh so yeah fernandez got the win shipped him back over to mania man we won't spend probably a ton of time talking about this match because it was so short but um uh King Kong yeah. squashed SD Jones, Philadelphia Zone. Philadelphia's finest, man. Um, the one thing we can cheers talk to about. You, SD. Yeah, cheers to SD. One thing I'll say is uh, they called it nine seconds, and yeah, you guys that's, understand. That's some, that's some fake news. It's some fake news. <laughs> Believe it or not, in wrestling, they exaggerate. <laughs> they fabricate. And uh, it actually was yeah. 25 seconds officially. That wasn't really. Officially 25 seconds. The current record holder for fastest. Seamus beating Daniel Bryan. Is that your guess? Yes. No Googling Frank. What's your guess? Yeah, I don't know. I got that's that record that's is broken, one. by the way. The King that rights okay. No and it's not by Daniel Bryan. You can take a guess. <laughs> I had I can, to look I can it up. tell you what immediately happened after that. Can you, John? <laughs> Yeah, the party we we were at almost got canceled. <laughs> Mike pulled. <laughs> he had he had like a sign offers. What did he have on the wall? He had some decorations. He, he went all down. out. <laughs> he pulled, <laughs> him down. pulled down the decorations he and was, almost kicked it, us out. He was done. Yeah, I, I was upset about. It. I mean, I watched that at a 
a chicken wing restaurant in Winter Park, Florida. So I was very upset too. But little did we know it would get us, you know, so frustrated that we would get so behind Danielson and you know, I mean, come on, yeah. Vince is a genius. No, I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, Seamus the goat. I'm not kidding about that. So wait, so the the record officially uh, yeah, is, what is the Rock over Eric Rowan in six seconds at Eric. WrestleMania 32. Oh, that counts. It counts. That's in oh, the record wow. books. Interesting. So Dwayne the Rock. Well, there you go. How long was Daniel Bryan's match with Seamus? Uh, I don't have that in front of me, but I want to say it was it was uh, 18 seconds actually. 18. I remember, oh, yeah, okay. I believe it was 18 seconds. Interesting. So, um, yeah, so it was King Kong Bundy. Look, I mean, we could get into one day about the vignettes they had for King Kong Bundy, like debuting. They did some cool stuff to like bring that character in, like um, old school vignettes. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, remember them. Well, they would do things where they were in like the the TN the Titan Tower Studios or whatever like let's just say at the time it was lord alfred and, and gorilla and they're mm-hmm. talking and all of a sudden the building starts shaking oh, okay. you know they feel a hand coming down and through the magic of their production back then it was like king kong bundy pulling them out of there and it's like you know it was cool um i, I remember never... when he came back like in the 90s okay and they were doing vignettes but i don't remember the original one so i must not have been watching them yeah, if you ever get a minute to look them up, they're they're cool. I mean, you know, I love vignettes, but yeah, um, so King Kong Bundy got the win there. I don't think there's too much to talk about. Poor S.T. Jones doing his uh, <laughs> civil duty to take the L as as he did. And I think it was meant to be a nine second match, but S.D. kind of extended it because he yeah, was annoyed. No, you know, it was like probably a... Bundy's fault. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not, not gonna slander Philadelphia. S.D. Jones's name here. Um. So went Hollywood on us. <laughs> <laughs> so shifting back to the Greensboro Co- uh, Coliseum, it was the bull rope match. So this is where it got for me a little muddy, so to speak, a little, it was trudging. Um, it was Ron Bass and Black Bart, uh, former partners as the Long Riders. Cowboy Ron Bass. There Cowboy was also Not uh, another team called the Long Riders. Lay it on me. Who were they? Scott Hogg Irwin and Wild Bill Irwin. Ah, the Irwins. Also, real quick, Wild Bill Irwin, you know, he became the goon. Yes. There's yes. rumors that Vince offered the goon too. Do you guys want to guess? The goon. A, he... a Canadian wrestler that is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I almost said Lance Storm, but then you said our first damn, ballot. You're damn close. Well, he's not. A, yeah, I mean, first bow would not be Lance. Um, Owen? No. Christopher Irvine. Oh, really? Chris Jericho. Because his when dad you said was he was a hockey close, player. Thought, but, Can uh, you imagine? Sense. Oh, man. And Jericho said, nope. Yeah. Man, Vince, Vince. Jericho was smart, dude. Yeah, I mean, he played his career out very really strategically. Did. And it always yep. kind of worked out for him. I would. I was actually talking about this with someone the other day, like, because we were watching one of my favorite movies, Forrest Gump. And I was mm-hmm. like, Jericho reminds me of Forrest Gump. Like, he's not, you know, uneducated or anything. But, like, he's always, he's in some of the most important times and oh, moments. Yeah. And it's just, yep. it's cool to think mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Um, but I will say, it, what the, ma- the match was not interesting. The crowd was dead pretty much <laughs> most of that bull rope match. Yeah. 
uh, personally, another bloodbath. Um, and I get it. There's like maybe not the, so much the second half though. Like when when JJ had to come in and yeah. see him get his for the short period also, that he did. The JJ Dillon thing. I thought that the Horsemen were around by then. Uh, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. I no, think, they were. I think yeah, they were, but I don't think JJ a month and a half. Had, yeah, but, but not coined yet. I don't think. Yeah, they yeah. weren't. They were. Te- they were hinting at it, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, uh, it, it appeared to be like this crew of guys because they even went into like the dusty match, you know. They sort of led into all of that match, but they weren't those guys just yet. The Horsemen just yeah. yet. Right. JJ Dillon, by the way, one of the best managers of all time. If he would have sure. had that grander mm-hmm. like stage. Like, forget it. Watch him yeah. with the horseman if you ever get a chance. It's, yeah, no. He's awesome. Yeah, I'm with you on that. He And he had the ability to, like, I guess they say talk him into the arena or whatever. He mm-hmm. he was as good a talker as all those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, and like they say, like, in pro wrestling, the villain always has to be right. Like, even though, like, obviously they're bad guys, like, mm-hmm. he would always be, like, yeah, yeah, you know what? JJ's got a point, you know? Yeah, like, you yeah. could see, like, where he was coming from. Like, right. You know, yeah. He told he's the truth. Awesome. Yeah. He's well, one of those guys, too, with a, like, truth, a long legacy. Oh, a yeah. long legacy, JJ Dillon, that, like, yep. people kind of sleep on, like, in today, yeah. his wrestling society. But, yeah, I always, I always thought JJ was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He reminded me a little bit. Um, I mean, everybody's going to remind me of Bobby because he's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, for sure. But like yep. some of the antics, I guess, that were going yeah. on. It I wasn't mean, as over the top and goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Bobby with, you know, Nick Bockwinkel, mm-hmm. you know, the classy mm-hmm. champion, like him with the horsemen. Like, I totally get that comparison. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't do the goofy stuff. But yeah, so that basically led into, so Ron Bass ended up getting the win. Um, cowboy Ron Bass. Excuse me, Cowboy. Not an outlaw at this Not time. Not an outlaw Just yet. a Cowboy. No. Uh, I don't remember him as a good guy. Well, via the stipulation, J.J. Dillon had to uh, fight Ron Bass after the match. Mm-hmm. It got so violent to me, like with the choking, <laughs> with the rope. And yeah. like, it was just him. like, didn't he hang him? Yeah, man. It was a lot of um, brutality in that match. Like, I guess I've been desensitized mm-hmm. so much that it was like, you know, I was starting to get a little like turned off by it. But, you know. And it's just it's it's hard when you haven't seen it in so long to go back and see that kind of stuff so what do you guys think of that match overall like it did did it do anything for you it didn't do a whole lot for me you know it's cool it it is it is what it is i just enjoy most jj dylan you know out of the three guys like participating in the match all the jj dylan stuff is cool to me but let's shift back to mania mania one this is where we feast our eyes on Ricky Steamboat looking like fifty million dollars here in the uh, the short trunks. Yep. But man, like he came, he cut the pre match promo. He's like, "I'm here to show a meaner side." Whether he did that or not, like yeah, I don't know what we'll, we don't know. But yeah. like a breath of fresh air, like during both of these shows to see somebody who was this damn good, even if he was fighting Matt Bourne later became doink um matt bourne was an excellent yeah, no, matt bourne's cool technician yeah. though yeah no he was good i mean it's just at the time just not I, that big name you know yeah. exactly so as far as you guys though steamboat seeing him this early 
uh, in the WWF anyway. How, how did that uh, jump out at you? Very cool to me. I wish it was a little bit longer. I know these guys, those two specifically, aren't going to get all the time in the world, but I think if that match is three or four minutes longer, it's, it, it's probably the best match on, on That's that card. probably why it wasn't three or four minutes yeah. longer. Yeah. yeah, Steamboat was moving around like – just it was almost like he was in fast forward compared to everybody else we were yep. watching up to that point. Yeah. Duke, I know you love Steamboat oh, with yeah. all your heart. He you know, um he wasn't the dragon yet though, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk about this because we've talked about it in private, how Vince took these guys and just sort of, you know, gave them that fresh coat of paint, you know, that just finely tuned them, you know, to make them from pro wrestler to WWF superstar and steamboat, you know, always looks great. He, he never looked bad. Like even when he came back and fought Chris Jericho, but, um, he still wasn't the dragon yet though. You know what I mean? I still think he looks good. He's always going to have good matches, but he still didn't have that. Like, you know what I mean? He's yeah. still missing that little thing still. I think. Well, to your point, though, it's a great segue into that fresh coat of paint, that thing you like to say Vince does. And I agree 100%. But the guy across the ring from him, would Matt Bourne, we could argue about this, but he's synonymous with doink. Call it silly, but it's remembered. It's talked about. Yeah, it's been sure. it's yeah. been duplicated. It's, so it's iconic. Don't it's even, iconic. Yeah, guys that are friends. Ryan Marvel loves yeah. Doink. He's yeah. not even a wrestling fan, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's a sort of a wrestling fan, but a lot yeah. of people know Doink, man. They don't know Matt Bourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, who's to say if he's given the green light and it's like, oh, kid, go cut your promos, get yourself over? Like, we can't argue about that, but what we can we can say for a fact that Doink is iconic, like Frank said. So, absolutely, uh, props to. Both of those guys, it was a fun match at this point in watching these shows. And um, Matt Bourne, you know, he was in Mid-South and he was with DiBiase and Duggan and the Rat Pack and he was always the third guy, you know what I mean? So maybe that makeup, you know, got him that thing that he needed. You know? Yeah, yeah it's true. You know. His pre-match promo wasn't bad, by the way. He was like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're here to fight. Only the difference is you're too nice or something, and like it was, it was solid. You um, know, not everybody's gonna have it, and that's mm-hmm. why the great ones are the great ones. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, some guys are. You need some guys for the mid card. You know, it's no disrespect to him. He was a great, you know, technician. We're gonna head back to Starcade, and this was from the Omni. And the crowd came unglued for superstar Billy Graham. I have to say that reaction was epic. Um, I loved seeing him come out. I, I wasn't really expecting it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't look at the card ahead of time. So um, as far as superstar Billy Graham goes, uh, it was it was versus the Barbarian. I think Duke said in private, like it's kind of a waste of the superstar yeah on a card that featured some of these other guys but um what you guys think of this match or well first of all there there was an arm wrestling match arm wrestling match yeah i think is this like where it felt a little more uh sports entertaining than maybe most of the card i know there's there's a couple other things on this card that will feel that way but 
this was probably like the first time we we're just like oh this is kind of like a this is a pro wrestling thing you know versus just settling some beef like most of this card was yeah but it it is what it is superstar is the man I think it was placed at a time yeah. for me where I was like someone who does, I, I appreciate the sports entertainment, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Like something to break the monotony of, you know, this, this violence, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even though I'm watching a violent, you yeah. know, uh, genre, but anyways, Duke superstar, Billy Graham, uh, it looked like $7 billion here still. Yeah. I, we were talking the other day, John and I, um, I just felt like, you know, he was obviously, he was winding down, you know, but like we could have had like superstar Billy Graham versus Ric Flair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just, it's just a waste to me. Like, um, and I love the barbarian. Like, I think Mm -hmm. he's awesome, but like, superstar billy Graham, man like the most yeah. emulated dude in the history of the business like you could have had him and rick flair face off and who knows how how good it would have been i mean flair made everybody look good but you know billy graham obviously his hip was messed up by then and stuff like that but that was the biggest thing like what i took from it i was like damn what could have been you know yeah. like the crowd, though, uh, I'm sorry, Frank, no, the, the crowd, you know, um, bad hip or not, he just had to literally lift an arm. Oh, yeah. Well, once again, it's not about it's not about wrestling. If it was about wrestling, Stephen Regal would be a household name, not Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like right. he had it, dude. Like the DVD name says it all 20 years too soon. It's that's exactly superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, no, and we'll get into the spectacle versus simulated fight, you know, take at the end of it. But go ahead, Frank. No, and like I hear what you guys are saying with superstar, but at the same time, when you look at this card, especially like the the last, you know, few matches, it's almost like we're moving past that generation. You know what I mean? Of dudes, mm-hmm. and it's like like we said, he was at the end of his rope. John Boy's yeah, trying to phase my old school guys right now. I'd feel like I'd feel the same way today. And like I do feel the same way today when like Goldberg shows up mm-hmm. and he's fighting for the title. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. You know what I mean? And doesn't it doesn't take away from what he was, but at that point, uh, you know, it's like, would you feel that way if Goldberg came in the middle of the card and fought? the Miz you know what I'm saying it's just just like the redundance of Goldberg fighting Roman or Brock there is only that's what the problem is you know I think what Duke was saying like that's a fresh matchup do you want to see Goldberg Goldberg versus the Miz and you're saying it's a fresh matchup of John but he was he was the champion you know what I mean like Flair was yeah I'm not saying we're probably higher than that actually yeah (laughs) well do well uh you know Dusty was booking right so clearly he wasn't going to just put Billy Graham in his spot. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But there was more blood to get back to this match. Yeah. I mean, more in blood. fairness, though, Dusty was over. It's not like he was. Yeah. Just yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, yeah. They were also in the midst of a. Big I just, rivalry. you know, you always look back at what could have been, you know, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. I have so much love for Superstar. Like, 
So I was just like, damn, man, that would have been really cool. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if they ever even wrestled. I don't know. Yeah, we'd have to look into that. I would yeah. I would have loved to seen it uh, at this point even because he still looked great. But yeah, there was more blood in this match. Um, I don't know if it was needed once again. Yeah, I, maybe here. Here it was like again. But, um, you know, it, it turned out that uh, he, he won by DQ, uh, he being Billy Graham. Um, it was bo a DQ both ways, technically, I guess. Well, he won the arm wrestling match straight up, right? I think mm -hmm. he actually pinned him down. And I like that, you know, little little bit of gaga in the beginning there. I thought hey, it was too. cool. It was yeah. fun. I, I like a nice arm wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so so that was that's what was going on at Starcade. Uh, shifting back, so we were we were about to get into uh, the San Martino beefcake match, and before we get into it. Uh, first of all, let me say I actually liked the match. Like I thought the match itself it built it built some anticipation. Like I found myself rooting for the San Martinos, and it ended in a DQ. But what was up with Beefcake not talking and being from parts unknown? Like what was the deal with that? Yeah, like I never knew what the deal was with that. I still don't know. I don't know. I don't think he knows. That had to be a Vinceism, right? Like you're just gonna, like that. I just found that was just like, what is going on here? You know, like so. And Johnny Valiant's just like incoherent and annoying. Like I'm I don't not have a fan. whole lot to say about this match because, like, this has always been like the part of this show where I'm just like, what? it's hard for me to get through. I'm not into it. Well, why though? I wonder why. I don't know. I I, I don't think I've heard. No offense to the guy, like bought into like David at all, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like I, you don't know, presence bad. didn't do enough for you. Just him, no, being it didn't. There. It okay. didn't. You don't have you to know? feel bad. Like, Nobody cared about yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and like you said, Bruno being there, it just felt like, oh, we're trying to make this nonsense but match, dude. Meeting. When he got in something. that crowd, like, oh yeah, oh exactly. my god, man, and that's what it's all about, man. I was like come on like let's 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 win this thing i mean you say that's what it's all about but it's like that's like the longest match of the show almost you know what i mean so it's like it's just like uh, i don't know it's you bruno know? bruno i'm actually happy got a spot on this show because yeah. it is the first so we, at least we could say that yeah. he appeared on this monumental mm -hmm event but uh i like i said i actually kind of like the match i at mm -hmm. this point it was one of my favorite matches on wrestlemania at this point um well, I mean, the crowd it. was you know the crowd was pretty into it you know um crowd was hot most of the when night. when bruno came in though holy moly like yeah i wonder too like i wonder if vince like pushed him out because like he seemed like he wanted to right like when he got in there he was like kicking ass like well he was a frequent guest on tnt still um mm -hmm. at, around that time like vince would have him every few weeks he would come on and vince looked at him and talked to him like with such respect mm -hmm. yeah but i just wonder like you said behind the scenes if it was a matter of like be an ambassador for us and yeah. not so much an in-ring competitor i never looked into it um but I just, I don't know. It's interesting. And, you know, he great. stuck around. Yeah, he did. Bruno was around for years. Yeah. After this. And he like he started involved. interviewing people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? But like I'm like, I don't know. Like, he I got remember. in there and he seemed like he really enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. So I just, I always wondered, like, did Vince, like, push him out? Or, right. Like, 
you know at this point though you could feel uh there was more shenanigans or like extra stuff going on on mania compared to starcade like a double dq or whatever you want to like that wasn't happening over in starcade like Mm -hmm. they were having pretty decisive winners i think it, it we went on like all these years later like vince don't mind ending a match with a count on our dq even at mania and that's something i know some people hate i don't love it uh if it's you know if it's going to just be a rematch the next night yeah. for instance mm-hmm. feels a little cheap but you know sometimes i guess you you know you can't always have like a clean winner i think lose. at the big shows though you deserve a decisive winner because yeah. that's the end of you know it's normally the yeah. end of the feud you want to do that on wwf superstars or tnt sure. or whatever do it but like i agree at wrestlemania let's you know let's yeah i agree i get his win because you know the saying is that you want to send the whole crowd home happy yep and a count out or you know just a non-finish yeah regardless if it makes sense you know for yeah. storyline purpose or it's just the least satisfying thing you could do mm-hmm. and you know well, well we'll get into that well, yeah. we'll get into that next match, a which schmaz. which which had a, uh, a a bit of a controversial ending as well. But we're going to go back to Starcade, and this is where the uh, Ric Flair cosplay fest happened. Um, it was Buddy Landell versus Terry Taylor. Both of them were oozing Nature Boy isms. Uh, not Buddy Rogers, but Flair. I feel like for me. I don't know a lot about Buddy Landell, but it was hard to get past the just imitation. Like, and I mm-hmm. guess it was intentional, but I know that it led to a match between them eventually. But like, I don't really love anybody doing the same gimmick as another guy, especially when he's, he's on the card on the same show. Yeah, yeah, I'm that is a little weird. That Flair like let him do that. Yeah, you know, like he wasn't like, yeah, this guy isn't nature boy, you know, like that always yeah. was weird to me. Well, from what I heard, is they wanted to build towards a big money box office yeah. match Buddy for Landell the nature was boy, supposed to win the world title. Yes, yeah, he messed it up himself, yep, uh, yep. suppose, right? Yep, had his own issues. But Buddy Landell, I think, is cool, dude. I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying, though. I understand what you're saying, but I like him, you know, I like his matches, I like his post-match you know i just it is strange you know it is strange to hear see that nature boy gimmick yeah gimmick we're talking it's not just the name it's like he's doing the like yep Mm -hmm. like you're doing everything after the match though he did give flair love Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was interesting yeah and um the match itself was really good really solid dude terry taylor should have been bigger man mm -hmm. like we could do a whole show on guys that like yeah could have been bigger i mean terry taylor like he had charisma he could work oh who's that little pup (laughs) that's my roommate's dog Uh um yeah man like and then he was red roostered Never to be heard I from know. again. But I'll never defend dis- that one. A disgrace. I know. Yeah. Once again, you know, a... we talk about how Vince is a genius, but well, one time we're gonna do a podcast to do his yeah. uh, his hits his and best misses and worst. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sure. Terry Taylor's awesome. I awesome. Think yeah. He's, good. Good match. He's always been a good hand, as they say. He has mm-hmm. a great mind. He's still in wrestling. I'm pretty sure he works for Impact still. Oh, like. Yeah on the creative team but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. And I like Buddy Landell, as you do, Frank. Yeah. I always loved his elbow off the rope swing and then even that quick corkscrew elbow. Yeah, no, he was he was good in the ring. Uh, like no, I said, I'm your, your point is valid. Because even when I was a kid, I'm like, why? Why is there another nature boy? Like, Well, the funny thing is, uh, in doing some research, it was in 83, uh, year I was born. But they he was working in Mech- uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, as a heel buddy landell and i guess at that time like you didn't have national tv so if someone was killing it as the nature boy in greensboro puerto rico wanted their own version of a nature boy and they asked him to dye his hair blonde Mm. they asked him to do this and he's like yeah absolutely so he adopted that in another town and Mm -hmm. fair to him i guess he didn't expect us all to see it eventually but yeah you know, it just felt super distracting to me. Um, I didn't know who won either, so that was yeah a surprise for yeah. me. I didn't yeah. expect that. No, it was cool. It was a good finish. Um, once again, another JJ Dillon, you know, appearance. I think he had the suit on with the like his head was all busted up. Mm-hmm. It was cool, but uh, yeah, solid match. I just had to say, like during that match, I started to notice all the dried blood on the canvas mm. and i'm thinking like staff infections MRSA. <laughs> i'm like yeah no, like, they didn't have that back then i know exist, it didn't exist um that's new pal right but yeah uh buddy lindell got the win after some interference from jj and backstage you talked you touched on it him thank you flair but um it was johnny weaver and him talking i think he mentions telly blanchard too he, he said he modeled his whole life after them yeah, guys. yeah i'm like you ain't kidding bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no shit and i've watched rick flair i've watched arn and Ole anderson and i've modeled my life after him i am a champion i am the national heavyweight champion now, all these guys can come out here and they can run off the mouth about this and that but the bottom line is baby is this when I go to bed and wake up every morning, I can look at myself in the mirror and say, Nature Boy Buddy Landell, you are the world's national heavyweight champion. Um, but yeah, that was it was solid. It was, once again, like a break from what we were seeing on the other side because these were two technicians. Yeah, no juice in that one, right? No. No, no, yeah, no, I, no. Think I think so. I think yeah. that's the one of two matches that did not have any juice, uh, blood, if you will. So that was uh, Starcade. At that point in the in WrestleMania, we were going into the Greg Valentine JYD IC title match. You had the build, I guess, at the time, like Junkyard Dog was still super over. Greg Valentine, relative newcomer, I think Vince was scared to beat him. You could see in the finish to jump ahead a little bit. Another, you know, unfair, cheap ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the DQ. Um, or it was a count out. I'm sorry. It was a count out. Yeah, it was a count out. But um, solid up until that. You know what I mean? Like, I think Greg Valentine. I've always thought he was like boring, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. seeing him now, I I appreciate him a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, worked the hold, worked the leg. Um, but for you guys, like, did JYD, you know, translate like it did for that crowd? The crowd was all about JYD. Not for me personally. But I also think maybe because like watching older stuff of JYD, I get it more. Yep. You know, yep. I think maybe at this Missed point, stuff. yeah, I think maybe at this point, so he's a little past it. It's crazy you know? because yeah. like it's he's a that young, long. yeah, he's yeah, a yeah young it's not man, that long. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I felt the yeah. same way. Like yeah. mid south, you watch him, 
the fucking roof pops off, yeah. dude. He was the most overdue there. And then he was still like, over here, here. He's still over for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he's not as in great, you know, great shape. He's still in good shape. But yeah. like it's crazy that when he finally got there, he was sort of past his prime, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. But he I'm was, with you. He was on, shredded in Mid-South, man. On, shredded. Yeah, yeah, oh my God. And uh, I'm with you, John, on Greg Valentine, as Ronnie Garvin would say. <laughs> um, same thing. Like, I, I watched him when I was younger. and be like, dang, this dude's boring. But once again, like, I think we saw them pass their prime, you know? Yeah. If we you want to see good Greg Valentine, people go on Mid-Atlantic on Peacock and check out some of his stuff. Cause... Yeah. Well, relatively speaking, in the WWF at this time, I mean, everyone was new because they were just getting exposure. But yep. I think Vince was trying to protect him as maybe more so than JYD here. Hence the count out finish and mm-hmm. little cheap. Um, he had the old IC strap. Yeah, yeah, he did. Good match. Um, it felt like an inter- intercontinental title match. The finish, though, left a lot to be desired. Yep. Um, Once again, at the big show, let's get a finish going, you know? Yeah. Good or bad. Like finish it. So For going sure. going back to the Omni and Starcade, it was a it's a good old school tag team match. You had the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, the Andersons versus Wahoo and Billy Jack Haynes. Uh real so quick. Weird. Really, yeah, yeah so very weird. strange thing. Yeah. <laughs> this match, uh the one thing I noted was the like a psychology, I guess they were working his arm the whole time. They wanted to protect the chop, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't want him to chop. But Billy Jack Haynes was in for, I think I clocked it like 45 seconds. He never got back in the match. It was like, mm-hmm. wow. It was just a, in the beginning he started and then it was Wahoo the whole way. And then they beat Wahoo. It was just like mm-hmm. very like different because you don't see that nowadays. Yeah. Like this match I thought I would like more than I actually liked it because like I like Arn so much. And then obviously always cool. But what I did really like, I did like the finish to me. It was like very slick. Ollie jumping down, grabbing his foot, holding it while the rest not looking, getting it was just to me, it was like such a like a clever way to like cheat, you know what I mean? And I was like, I thought that was that was very cool to me. But I thought I would enjoy this match more. But uh it is, you know, it is, it was what it was. Yeah, for sure. It was um they they were cheating the whole way. Also not a lot of Billy Jack Haynes, you know, it was like too much maybe Wahoo for me. Mm-hmm. yeah like i said he was only in there briefly in the beginning and then they built yeah. all this anticipation to a hot yeah, tag yeah. and it never happened and it yeah, was like yeah. that's odd you know you don't it's really like they're trying it. to get him over and i mean in a in a i guess they do in a sense but it's just like it would have been cool to see the payoff but you have to have these guys win it kind of makes sense they they snuck out of there you know and before they the kept talking about win. the uh unbreakable full nelson which many mm-hmm. guys have had that gimmick but we, <laughs> yeah. we didn't even see it there you know yeah, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't get any of it um Duke, uh, the Andersons, uh, are you, are you a huge fan of like the, the group thing, like Ole and Arn together? What did you, did you always prefer Arn? So I guess that's probably. Oh yeah. I mean, Ole was kind of on his way out when I started. So like my horsemen are Flair, Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Barry Wyndham. Wyndham, yeah. So like, um obviously Oli, you know had a mind for the business and stuff but he's kind of a prick yeah yeah so like it's hard to get behind him but arn anderson obviously i mean holy shit man like 
his promos, his work, whatever it is. I mean, that guy is 100% Hall of Fame worthy, you know? Yeah. But um, like you said, how they worked on the arm. I don't know if you guys know, they would always, like, that was their thing. Like, the Andersons would mm-hmm. pinpoint, uh, yeah, you know, body part. whatever body part, and they would work on it. So, yeah. They, they, you know, which is cool. Yeah, Yeah, which is so cool. And like when somebody does it rare in modern wrestling, when somebody does it, it's like, I love it. You know, but I I never even like, I don't even remember Billy Jack Haynes in the NWA. So, like, it was weird to see that he looked good, you know. No, yeah, yeah, he always, I mean, dude, when he showed up to the WWF, he looked like a million bucks. Like, he stood out on this show, though. I was like, no, for sure. He, you know, he's one of those guys. He's a body guy. You know, he looked great, but like, he didn't really do much once. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was the, uh, on the outside of the ring. Well, yeah, well, it wasn't the last time we would see Billy Jack, uh, at Starcade, but we'll get into that later. Uh, the, the ending of the show. Um, so shifting back to mania, uh, Madison Square Garden, another tag match. So we're going to contrast with, man, I love this match. Like, uh, call me a homer or whatever, but the, the U.S. Express versus the Sheik and Volkov, like, obviously we're not going to sit here and go over move for move, work rate and this, that and the other, but like the crowd, once again, like that story will never get old. Obviously it changes over time, but like, As you saw with like Crusher Khrushchev and stuff, and like even in the WWF, yeah, you know, uh, Nikolai Volkov, like Russia, obviously at that time was, you know, still somewhat of our sworn enemy, mm-hmm. you know, for better or worse. And um, they went with it. The mm-hmm. the evil heel villains um, from uh, the foreigners uh, versus the US Express. I actually just wanted to mention really quick like Captain Lou's babyface promo before the match. I, I LOL'd like because he's like a newer baby face. He's and got he, that little baby mustache. He his literal words were, "We're gonna do best for the. We're gonna do the best for the people. We're gonna give it our best. We we love our country. Like it was just it's so, so absurd. So absurd. I, I he was just a heel. You know like how a, yeah, he yeah. turned good. I don't. Um. Yeah. Like because actually... you're watching that TNT. Yeah. And it had to be like right before the event, right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't. Yeah, I think it was a combination of Piper. Um, you remember when he hit him with the uh, record? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was all around that time. Like, he kind of, at first, was hating on Cindy Lauper and then, like, kind of came yeah, to yeah. her aid because Piper was being too violent with yeah, her. Okay, so okay. It was sort of like a natural yeah. shift, I guess. But all of a sudden, he was, like, bleeding. And then who did the U.S. <laughs> Express beat for the belts? They beat, uh, actually, I think they beat the Sheik and Volkov. Oh, so they? This, okay. this is a return match, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So what you guys think? I mean, like, for me, it's just easy to get invested in this match. And it yeah. was fun. It was fun. Like, that's yeah. fine. That's all I can say. I think yeah. it's cool to see Rotundo and Barry Windham doing their thing. You know what I mean? Like, on, like, a big show like that at that time. Uh, the match overall, you know, it is what it is to me. I think it's cool. I think the story is cool, you know, and uh, the way it ended is, you know, makes sense for the time. But uh, you, overall, though, I just think I think Barry Windham is super cool. You know, like I know yeah. you guys like Rotundo a lot, which he I think he's cool, but he wasn't like a favorite. Yeah, he wasn't like a favorite of mine or anything. But I think Barry Windham is super cool. And uh, 
So it was just cool to see him and see him doing stuff, you know, maybe that you didn't see quite as often then i remember him hitting a bulldog and all this type of stuff so it's just you know i thought it was cool yeah the crowd was so white hot for us express which that always makes it fun you know watching these matches like having like we said earlier like the fans behind the baby faces it makes it a little bit more easy to you know follow i guess um i want to correct myself us express beat it beat adrian adonis and dick murdoch for this okay for this Mm -hmm. title reign uh, okay. North North South connection. They did lose to Sheik and Volkov again and won them back. So they did a little flip flop right around then. But this was their uh, their their uh, first defense at I guess a big show because it was the first big show. And uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov won. New champs. Uh, Russian heels being very topical for 1985. Apparently appearing on both both shows, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, it was a fun match. I I, I have nothing but uh, I I just root a love Lou Albano more and more the older I get. Like he was annoying, he was incoherent, like Johnny Valiant. But I guess the fact that he's he just he happened to be like such important moments. You know, it's just cool to see him pop up and mm-hmm. also Mario on the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> no, can't forget about that. All right, so we shift back, Starcade, and I, hold this on—you're is... not going to let me talk for two hours about Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. <laughs> Star- actually, yeah, I'll clock it starting right now. <laughs> I won't do that, but I will say Barry Windham is one of the most naturally gifted professional wrestlers in the history of wrestling, and if he really would have like focused and wanted to be, he could have been a gigantic star but everybody says he just didn't you know it was yeah he got into it probably because his dad was a wrestler and you know mm-hmm. he just didn't love it you know like and it's not Robert, because of opportunity either no like, absolutely he, not. no yeah yeah he got he was in the biggest stuff but i mean wow dude i mean you watch him it was so easy for him, man. Like that's was, what happens with guys who are so talented, like yeah. naturally talented. It could have happened with Randy know? Orton, man, because mm-hmm. he got kind of yeah, he wasn't really giving a shit, and then he kind of got his head straight. But yeah. I mean, I I think I see a lot of Wyndham in Randy Orton, just so naturally gifted. And Mike Rotundo went on to become one of, I'll say it, I think he's one of the greatest heels in the history of the sport like as the varsity club dude and then as irs like he was so unlikable and uh i mean i've like i said i could literally talk for two hours about them but super cool to see them like frank said and then after the match iron cheek calling gene oakland gene mean love it (laughs) that never gets old man i love it i could listen to them talk Uh, i love the sheet i love volkov too man what a just big what a dude man right like Dude, he I watch him big and man, like, I, I like, yeah, I feel like he was that generation Cesaro, maybe almost mm-hmm. like he didn't get the same. He wasn't athletic like that, but sure, he just sure. looked he was just cool. He was a solid group, guy. Man. Yeah, and man. like and I met him, you know, many years ago now, but oh, he cool. was the nicest. Yeah, one of the nicest guys. Yeah. It was it kind of surprised me. He was talked to me. Uh, we were working the show. That we were working on Wizard. That red suit. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> but he was super. Cool. I met him and Sheik the same day, 
and it was like two very oh, different awesome. two very different experiences you know um she just had seen better days at that point you yeah. know but yeah but Volko, he was so i remember him just being so friendly like yeah friendly older guy you know and i always remembered him because of that because i was like oh okay you know because it, it made me you know how it is when you meet somebody you love and then all of a sudden sure, you're like, oh, sure. i love this guy absolutely for life you know and it was like Volkov was one of those or when you just, meet somebody oh. that you love and they blow you off eddie guerrero rest mm. in peace but oh come on we're not gonna stand for any of that yeah no, he did the same thing to me though but i didn't slander we love you eddie. Slander, i'm just saying we always love Eddie. So really quick, Duke, I want to say it's so interesting you say that because Vince on TNT would interview people, you know, that he would have the U.S. Express on. And I noticed he would have Rotundo sit in the seat closest to him the mm-hmm. first couple of times they were on. And then it shifted to Barry being next to him and getting most of the questions. I mm-hmm. think Vince really wanted Barry to, yeah. to excel. And, um, you know, he like left, you said, man, he, he left, left shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, not because of opportunity, because he he fought Flair and yeah, he won the Western States Heritage title, and he was a horseman. And so, didn't he have a great career? anyway, like despite himself, maybe yeah. If you want to sure. say that, I, would say so. I mean, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer, right? So, mm-hmm. is I think. But so. I mean, I just I think that they always said he was happiest when he was at like a strip club, and okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm not. I'm not in the business. I know what I read. You know. Right. Right. But like, it just seems like he got into it because that's what he was supposed to do. Because Blackjack Mulligan was his dad, you know. And I'm not slandering the guy, for right? Yeah, you love at him all. More I than love Barry Windham. I just feel like if he would have, you know, really tried or cared, I think it would have been, you know, a Randy Orton type career, you know. It would have been cool to see him as guys came in, like Mach came in at the end of this year. Bret Hart was already signed, but it would have been cool to see him work with guys who would work. He could have been a Hulk Hogan type guy, you know, like he had, he had everything. When you can work and you have that it factor, I mean, right. You can learn promos, man, but you can't. Well, he had Lou Albano with him. We're going to do our best. We're going to win for our country. <laughs> That's all you needed. With a title defense. Championship match gene. We're filmed. We're prepared thoroughly. I'm ready to go. We're hoping for a victory. We're going to do our best for the people and for ourselves. God bless you all. We're going to try real hard. I thank you very much, Lewis. Uh, Mike Rotunda, what do you talk So at Starcade, we had the I Quit match, which took place in a cage, which I guess was, I guess, common back then. Speaking I of guys that could have been a goddamn... I know. Super Let's get star. into it. Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard in a brawl, in a uh, in a, in a literal uh, murdering mm-hmm. uh, attempt, attempted murder on each other. This match, mm-hmm. violent, uh, believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fought all throughout the year, throughout the summer. So this was clearly, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. a, a, the culmination. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of this match? I love it. Loved it. It's probably my favorite match between both shows. Okay, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, super violent, super. If it, this, this, it felt real. You know, like if you want to talk about feeling real to me, this because there's no like wrestling moves even. You know, it's just like we're fighting, and if one of us dies, we die, and you know, and that's how it went. And to me, this holds up today. It holds up with like anything ultra violent today. If you're into that, it holds up with any sort of 
storyline driven where like you want like that maximum payoff to me like it holds up i thought this was great magnum he felt super legit obviously we know he could have been like the guy we've talked about this we could have been maybe should have been the guy unfortunately it didn't work out that way Tully's always been great to me super unlikable always but like that's what i love about him mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I just, I just this is to me it was this was like top flight stuff. Okay, Duke, what do you think about this match? Yeah, I mean Frank said it all. Um, Tally was a great heel. Tally would have been bigger. He just happened to be standing next to arguably the greatest world champion in the history of pro wrestling. You know, like Tally was awesome, but like. He was standing next to Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, um, and Magnum TA, like Frank said, like, holy shit, man. Talk about a guy that had everything. I mean, he looked like a million bucks. He could work. He could talk. He had it. Like, and then that fucking accident ruined everything, you know? Like, it's just crazy. And uh, it's funny, too, with these two guys because – um. You guys are familiar with Tessa Blanchard? Yes. Magnum TA actually raised her. He's her oh, stepfather. So, huh. like, so weird. I did know? not know that. Yeah, yeah how that. that worked out, you know. Uh, Magnum ended up marrying, I guess, Telly's, you know, ex-wife or whatever. And, yeah, he's The his... ultimate uh, W, <laughs> I guess, right? Yeah, he's her yeah, right? stepfather, so... Long-term yeah, storytelling. TA, dude, I mean, that was... I actually remember that when he got hurt. And, like, I remember, like, I was probably crying, I'm sure. like. Um, so in real time, you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was watching wrestling at that time. Oh, that's I don't know wild. what year it was. If it was... You'd have to look. I don't want to say a, a number yeah, yeah. and be wrong, but I know I remember that. Dusty came out. When Magnum came back, he had a cane and Dusty was crying and I was crying watching it. And that's kind of what led to the superpowers. Um, mm-hmm. Dusty Rose and Nikita Koloff. But yeah, man, Magnum TA could have been like a huge star, man. And it was a year TA, later, actually, almost. To the, to the, it was uh, October of 86. Yep. And uh, he was driving home. And uh, yeah, the Porsche hydroplaned and it was terrible i guess it was um injuries that weren't able like because nowadays you know guys have such catastrophic injuries but they they fight anyway i guess it was something that he couldn't work through i mean yeah i don't i don't even remember what exactly i just remember he yeah spinal 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 Oh, <laughs> man. My back. oh he was par- paralyzed from the neck down um, yep. yeah at and the he, time you know he came back like good for him like being able to walk on his own and stuff mm-hmm. but i re- i do remember like he couldn't really move his arm mm-hmm. his arm would always like kind of be in his pocket and i don't want to bum everybody out but it was just you know it's too bad it that is magnum you know didn't wasn't able to do it but hey he lived and you know Hopefully he had a good life. And... Bob, look at him pulling and tugging on each other. Both men are injured. Both men are hurt. But no one will say I quit. So they were trying to kill each other in the match. And I found that to be, it was very believable. 
it was very violent and i respect the commitment to like to the realism i just feel like it's not something i need to have in a in like a, a show or a, like something i'm watching where i know it's predetermined or like i think it, it reached a level like so the yelling was jarring because it's not mm. somebody you know they're they were trying to kill each other um mm. i guess it just called me off guard because i'm like once again desensitized you know what i'm saying and it's funny because like in film in in tv shows like i the realer the better you know i love that stuff it's just something about like wrestling i like to still have some wholesome moments i guess that's what it's always drives me crazy about you you know what I mean? Like it's such a, like a film guy, you know what I mean? And like, we talk about all this stuff, but then when it comes to our wrestling, it's sort of like, you like, like the camp, you know, versus like, yeah. you know, whatever and quality is, you know, to the, like whoever each his own, but it's just like, you always like, like the, not, I don't know this for a fact, but it seems you prefer like the campiness of, you know, maybe what Vince is more known for, you know, mm -hmm. and like that's I like up, a and mixture, I get it. and I get yeah, it. and that is up with it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's so like it always like I'm always like, you don't like this match or with this or that when I would think you would like be into it because of like, yeah, I it's I like I love the mixture, it, but, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and I, I I like I said I know they wanted to kill each other, and again I I know they had a blazing rivalry throughout this year. So it's hard to just watch this match yeah. and not yeah, that's that's gonna say, a lot of like feel the build. Yeah. You talked about that earlier, not seeing all the mm -hmm. the lead up that changes things. So yeah, but this yeah. was the end of a bitter feud mm -hmm. between right. these two guys, you know. And, so and they rolled around on the ground. But and like they... I'm I'm with you, especially as I get older. Like I know Frank likes boxing and UFC and stuff, but like I don't like violence. I like fake violence. That's why yeah. I like pro wrestling. You yeah, know? Yeah. So like, I understand your point, but I do enjoy like when it's the end, shit's got to go down, mm -hmm. you know, like, and I could stomach it. Like, I mean, the MJF punk yeah. thing, just to kind of keep it relevant to now, mm -hmm. like I, I can stomach it. I like it. I guess um, this kudos to them because it was so real mm -hmm. that i was like concerned for them you know yeah. like so call yeah. me a mark whatever you want to say i will yeah. say those i could see why vince would watch something like that and be like we're not pro wrestling like i want to get away from all that like i want to appeal to kids like younger kids that will be paying fans for life but you know what i'm saying like get them young with my kind of thing because it, it, it doesn't that's not going to get you TV sponsors and this, that, and the other, like I'm sure as a business that's modern player, talk though, that's modern talk. You know, at the time that's what that was on TV. That was what was it, you know? And Vince's okay. thing, Vince's was like kind of more radically different from what a lot of these places were used to, you know? So like from the modern point of view, yeah, I get it. You know, everything's sort of watered down today. You know, everything has to be super vanilla today, but back then, you know, because we mentioned Puerto Rico with Abby and Carlos Colon. It was like that was literally people were getting killed Blood and guts. every you yeah. know what I mean? And that's what the crowd wanted literally. over there. You know, and it's yeah. like dying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it, I, I see where you're coming from, you know, but I think that's more of a, like a revisionist thing too. just with the but way you don't think Vince was out. looking at that, though, and being like, I don't want to be associated with that. 
I mean, maybe, but then, but then he became that as well. You know what I mean? Like if you look at that attitude era where it was nothing but madness, insanity, stuff that wouldn't get on TV even close today. Even him, he was bleeding like a pig. Yeah, exactly. You know, like in some of the memorable moments we have that, but initially. He was, but yeah, but stuff that made guys icons like Austin's bloody face with Brett, you know what I mean? And like these apparently crazy not uh greenlit, yeah, yeah, not greenlit. Brand, That's but... supposedly, yeah. So, like, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I could yeah. understand, but I really think that's like looking at it from like a modern lens and like what these networks today want, you know, versus what was okay back then. That's fair. I just say it was uh, jarring for me, and I don't even know if we can call it a match. Like we have to call it a match, but yeah, it yeah. was it was a it was a fight, fight. Yeah. and it was a, a bloodbath, and it was uh, very I think believable. That's a good point, though, Frank. What you just said, like back in the day, pro wrestling was like their own little thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a shit about you know what everybody thought and unfortunately you know like you said it is what it is but like now they try so hard to be relevant with you know hey logan paul's on our show now you know like they're trying to get all this mainstream bullshit in and like hey man to their credit what do i know right because 2020 was their most profitable year but Mm -hmm. Back in the day, like you said, Frank, they didn't give a shit. They yeah. did what they did. Like they didn't. This is pro wrestling. We do what we want to do. Yeah, you know, like. But Vince clearly um, never saw his company mirroring no this not. circus carnival yeah. Yeah. shit that was going on. I mean, he he envisioned a carnival. His was yeah, just, it's just very, different. Yeah, I think it's like carnival. exactly. Yeah, when we say yeah. circus carnival, it's like I think of Vince the show. I mean, as that's a carnival. his carnival. You had literally clowns. He's a, he's and, a showman. You know, people in costumes <laughs> yeah, running exactly. around and yep. dancing and all this. To me, that's a carnival as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to. A, I've never been to a carnival and saw a bloodbath. You know, but it's I guess too- what I look at is more like not so much carny, but like midwestern. Yeah, like, you know, no, I definitely could see there's obvious differences, right, from what Vince was making and and what he envisioned, you know, mm-hmm. versus what everybody else was doing. And uh, clearly it worked for him, you know, by hook or by crook, which however worked out, it, it worked out for him. But, you know, at yeah. the time, I just feel like that's what it was. And it wasn't absurd to see that. Yeah, that, match, that match is probably very dramatic take but like that's the point of that specific match you know they did what they wanted to do and they weren't worried about you know your fucking mom watching it yeah you know yeah. right now they want your mom to watch it and they yeah or even the kids yeah your, exactly yeah, like the kids on youtube that are playing video games yeah and then watching youtube of the video game that they're playing <laughs> and this is me being old but jesus christ man right. like <laughs> oh it's logan paul he's on wrestling now he yeah. drew. He drew. And by the way, that dude's really fucking athletic. I can't yeah, even. Annoying. It is like I don't want to like him, but I'm like, holy shit, man! This dude's actually like good. Yeah. Well, I, I always knew that about Logan though too, yeah. because he was a wrestler. You know, he was yeah. a wrestler first, mm-hmm. and then so like I knew he would take to it well, especially when you're watching guys like we're talking about celebrities like Bad Bunny, who like took to it pretty well for. Yeah just yeah. a musician you know what i yeah. mean who, who doesn't really seem athletic at all 
when you have a guy like Logan come in, it's sort of like, to me, if he really cared, I don't see how he could be any different from any other guy who was like a high school wrestler, grappler type who transitioned into this thing. You know, it's, it's impressive for him doing it so early. It's but. impressive, but I mean, from a personal standpoint, like I prefer the celebrities to be sprinkled in as no, like, maybe outs- I don't want them to be active competitors. Logan Paul and Pat McAfee are undefeated against world champions yeah. of the WWE. And I think yeah. that's absurd. Yeah. But yeah. it is what it is. So, all right. So I just want to say really quick, the post-match interview by Magnum was easily the best match or excuse me, the best interview from either show all night. It wasn't long. It wasn't super intricate, but he's like so convincing as yeah, you got my number. Like anybody that wants to get in line, yeah, you know where to find me. Come get it. I, I was just man. I was just sitting there like clamoring for more years out of that guy. I know it's a shame. You know, really <laughs> awesome shame. work by him and Tully. Uh, We're is- gonna do eventually a podcast about what could have been in pro wrestling. Um, you know, like guys that we thought could have been bigger or whatever, mm-hmm. or you know, been, yeah. and uh, Jesus, man, if he's not at the top of the list, he's damn. I also close. want to point out that I don't think we mentioned it really, but that was an I quit match. Yep. And yes. For like I quit matches, to me, like that's how it goes. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, to me, like that's the gold standard. Yeah, that's the standard. Yeah, because like, you know. Like I can't take do. anymore. Like, yeah, I yeah it's like I yep. either, the guy could not deal with what was happening anymore. He wasn't you know, locking in a half crab, wasn't yeah, doing yeah, an arm yeah. bar. He's yeah, like, I'm just gonna that. carve yeah. your head wasn't, up with a wasn't playing a recording of an eye clip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey man, I love yeah. that match. I mean, call I, me. dude, that match is hard to watch. Yeah, nowadays he brutalizes yeah, yeah, him. The chair, like, yeah. Yeah, speak about violence. I've been desensitized to all that stuff, man. It's mm-hmm. it's just weird. Even um, in that we talk moment, about like, though, yeah, we talk like, about Vince's show. It's like that was brutal. But Once again, without moment, his consent, I that, think. hitting mm-hmm. him in the back of the head like that, like I was like, holy shit, man! Like. And once it's it was crazy, but once by again, the way, I, real that quick, was Mick Foley and the Undertaker front row for Ric Flair's last match. Tonight. I did see Mick Foley with that. I didn't know Undertaker, yep, but I did Undertaker see right next to him. That's funny, or Very at least cool. close to him. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't think Vince uh, greenlit or gave consent <laughs> to that Mick Foley rock stuff, but moving back to Mania One, Andre with his career on the line. Uh, versus Big John Studd in a body, body slam champion, body slam challenge, fifteen grand. Uh, if With he the gets the job five. done, I gotta say, um, for me, the crowd going insane for the anticipation of a body slam was awesome. Yep. Um, we could get into your guys' thoughts about Bobby and his little shenanigans and interference throughout this match. I mean, he really helped this match you know, become watchable, so to speak. Um, But I have to say, I mean, the bear hugs aside, the long bear hugs aside, I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a mark for big John stud and Andre both. So what do you guys think? 
for on I think it's I just think seeing Andre always is like a spectacle. You know what I mean? So you know, this isn't my thing. Like this isn't my kind of thing. If I go to a wrestling show, what I would be stoked to see, but the difference obviously is Andre the Giant, you know? And like he'll he's always going to be the, like the, the definition of like larger than life guy in pro wrestling mount rushmore possibly type you know and like so go. that 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 that, <laughs> that match is just like it is what it is together. it is what it is but anytime andre's doing anything it's 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 box office so well when five just under six minutes do mm-hmm. what'd you think of this match wow really it was 553. Holy he got the crap. big slam. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of the big the two big guys, honestly. Mm. Um it was fine. Like Bobby helped, right? Yeah, oh my god. Any any chance we get to see the brain. Um but yeah, I mean Andre, once again, we're seeing these guys kind of winding down. He could couldn't do much anymore. Um are you fine. guys a fan of these spectacle matches? Like, all right, one move, you win fifteen grand. Like, does that spectacle is it a break? Matches, yes. I've never been a fan of the two big guys. Like, I don't know. Like, what two big dudes have fought in the history of pro wrestling? And you're like, man, you didn't you didn't love uh, Taker and John Kane. Gonzalez. I didn't know. <laughs> Taker and Kane, bro. Come on. They killed it. Taker and Kane, that was more story though. Yeah, yeah. Their matches were good. But I'm saying, like, they told a story in the match, you know, mm-hmm. like this is just like, you know, I gotta I'm not hating on it. It's right. just I've never been a big fan of the two big guys going. You yeah, know? no, I get it. Um, I'm sure there's not a lot of because you're limited. Are, you're but... limited anyway. Yeah, exactly. What they're gonna do? So it's yeah. like you're automatically like handicapped, and it's like okay, well, yep. these two giants, they don't have a little guy to toss around, right? So what's gonna be exciting? This I think is actually probably smart because it's a body slam challenge, like specifically, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. at least you know if it's even possible. Thank to God do Andre this did it because he would have had to retire. <laughs> yeah, well, you heard him post match. They cut him off actually, but I don't know if you guys sure heard that. Did. <laughs> They're like this fucking guy's. He's had a bottle of wine. Cut him off. <laughs> he's like, I'm never retiring. WWF Tag Team Championship. It was uh, he to me is um. I don't know. It warms my heart whenever I see Andre. So it was fun. I enjoyed also it. Also known as Dre. Also known as Dre to some people. Um, <laughs> so shifting back to Starcade, uh, man, I'm going to let you guys handle a lot of this. Uh, Miss Atlanta Lively. We don't even have to. Okay, yeah. We can skip <laughs> we over this. We don't have to even go too deep into it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's but your you know beloved what I, I will say, I will say pro this. wrestling. Yeah, what I will say about this is that after that last match and what we have coming after this match, you needed something sort of to cleanse the palate, get people to not feel like <laughs> I love death, it. He's trying to justify the door. <laughs> I'm not justifying because this is I don't even really feel like we have to discuss it too crazy. But but no, the best part is they build it as an Atlanta street fight. It's not. It's I not know, enough yeah. that it was like. <laughs> yeah, starving. I know. I know. But I think, like, you know, to get people back, like, uh, like, just like 
come Nick, down a little the bit. Seriousness down a little bit. Is we just saw two guys. It was called a street fight. Oh, it was an Atlanta street fight because and every match on Starcade had that. Yeah, every match in Starcade had a gimmick or it was a stipulation. It was like overbooked insanity, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, no. This is the one, not the one thing. I mean, there's a couple things on the show, but this is the big one where I'm like, like, what is happening here? You know what I mean? Not the first or not the last time Ronnie Garden would dress in drag, by the way. I heard that he just liked to do that. I. I that's wouldn't, what I heard. I wouldn't yeah. uh, put it past him because I heard he that, would like, do that's it later it, on that's, with Ric Flair. Yeah, I heard that's how it came about, that they're just like on his own time. Right, he man. was into it. Listen, so, so. is Snitsky. You know? <laughs> well, I, I did some research on this. I like a popsicle in my mouth with a finger up my butt. You know, like, <laughs> we all have our things. Hey, man, yeah, so um, <laughs> I did a little research, right? And uh, he said he did it a handful of times in the business. And mm-hmm. he would, he would after the matches, he would go to the bars. And he would get in fights with dudes because they would, like, pinch his ass or whatever. <laughs> but he was Wait, like, he would go dress as... Miss Atlanta Lively or <laughs> whatever. Dra- yeah. So his thing was, <laughs> like I said earlier... It's a business. Oh, it's it's this is a business. You gotta like so that's how he justified it. Yeah. I'm not like Frank's a big Ronnie Garden fan. <laughs> he <laughs> sure but, is, yeah. It's just funny. But uh, you know, this match to me felt look, WWF did way worse in years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, so, this is like this is what like I'm not I'm not tuning in for this. But I don't. When I see it happen, it doesn't even kind of like make me feel weird. Cause I'm like, this is what happens in this business. You know what I mean? Like every now and then, it's when you don't want your gonna, mom yeah, or your exactly, girlfriend yeah. walking into the room. Yeah, right? yeah. It's in this the moment. embarrassing stuff. Yeah. yeah. But there's always embarrassing. This is one of those kind of moments for me. But yeah, it is what it is. It happened. It happens. Part of the show. We'll be ranking yeah. it. Um, speaking of women, he did but, end up. Um, he dressed as a woman. Did you guys ever see Rick Flair? What's that? Rick Flair goes to a hotel. He's supposed to meet like a woman, and it's Ronnie Garvin. (laughs) Did you guys ever see this? I have not. It it, it, it rings a bell. You have to look it up. It's pretty funny. And it led to Ronnie Garvin eventually becoming NWA World Heavyweight World Champion. Yep. Well, that top. Speaking, yeah, that flat top was epic. Speaking of women, uh, on Greg Valentine, on the uh, WrestleMania one card at this point, we were getting into Wendy versus Lelaney Kai. Oh, yeah, yeah. First of all, great match, in my opinion. I think so. Uh, thank you. And second of all, Cindy Lauper might have had produced that one. more charisma <laughs> than anybody on that show because who did. Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Lauper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like, you know, she so this is at the point where I feel like it made everything feel bigger when Vince started infusing these celebrities, you know, like and this is where I like them, like accompanying the guys or girls to the ring or being a special timekeeper. But uh this match, I enjoyed the hell out of it. At this point, I thought it was the best match on the card of WrestleMania. I, I'm happy you said that because I was gonna say the same thing and I thought you guys would try to roast me, but <laughs> I thought, I think this, you know, from like a, uh, maybe like a working sort of standpoint, kind 100%. Of, I think this might be the best match on the card of WrestleMania mm-hmm. one, but you did know, you see that map that, uh, fireman's carry that Wendy did into like a, a throw. It was almost like a reverse 
fu or attitude adjustment anyway it was very ahead yeah. of its time it was a it was go ahead i'll let you speak about it i'm mistaken no i just thought it was good i thought you know way better than i would have anticipated for you know for women's wrestling at the time especially where like they didn't get a lot of shine on them and you just didn't see and like, this is like in a big spot too you know what i mean like this is leading into well, Vince was a, a clearly ahead of the curve. I mean, he's featuring women in this light. And looking over on Starcade, all we got is, you know, Miss Elena Lively. But then they just could go. Yeah, baby they, they could just, they could just know, go kidding, as well. Kidding. <laughs> you know, like both of them were good. And they had a good match. And they had enough time, you know what I mean, to make everything happen. And Cindy Lauper obviously is a star, so it just takes it to another level. Especially then. A lot of heat I, with yeah, Mola I just, out I, there. I just thought it was good. I just time thought it was, I thought it was time, good. You know? Songs of all time. Amen to that. Duke, did you like this match? Yeah, I did. I thought it was a little weird. Um, Wendy Richter is like such a Southern belle. So like when she spoke, it was like, that's weird. Because she's like, she looks very, you know, Northern. Like yeah. hanging out with the New York girl and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. I'm glad you said that because I really, really dug into the rock and wrestling stuff lately. And just the culmination of, you know, Cindy Lauper's involvement, just a quick little history lesson. It was Cindy on a airplane. Captain Lou happened to be sitting next to her. They traded conversations. I believe she appeared, he appeared in a few of her videos in return. She yeah, appeared he in, was in, wasn't he in, he was uh... in time after time. Was and, he in uh, time after time? I thought it was girls just want to have fun. Uh, he was in both. Mm. It was it was two. Um, so she appeared, and this was uh, the start of it all. Like, I mean, honestly, this is what connected MTV to have. I believe it was um, was it the Wrestling Classic or the big event, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. They gave their green light to have that show uh, WWF appear on MTV. Thanks to all Cindy Lauper's involvement. So. It's just cool to see um, her actually having a part on the show. But I feel like, you know, with the Mola thing and all, like, and WWF loves to do this. I think Wendy Richter was champion before this, but she lost it. And that just to win it back at the big event. And they mm -hmm. do that even now with like Bianca Belair. And like, it's just, it must be a tried and true, you know, formula that they do because um, they gave Wendy the shine here. It was a good match. Uh, like I said, to me, one of the best in-ring matches to the uh, to this point in the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, when when Cindy Lauper leaves, what happens to the WWF women's title? Yeah. It's true. It, it's That's a great point. That's a great it's, point. We don't see it again until, mm -hmm. what, like the 90s, like Alundra Blaze shows up. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's isn't that crazy point. when you think about it? Like, she's Never gone and like that. that's the end. The winner of this bout and new world champion, she gave it some shine, at least while she was there. Yeah. Um, and thanks to her, we got the connection that would give, you know, the exposure uh mm -hmm. that would lead to the ability to even have this event but i have to say the dubbed over music on both shows oh. if you're watching on peacock yeah, yeah. i know it's Ooh. it's hard it's brutal man 
man, I can't. Like, it's it's too bad, you know. If you watch Starcade not on Peacock, Manny Fernandez comes out to like Michael Jackson. And I was this close to doing it. Yeah. I wanted to just find the proper uh, stream, and that's my fault, I guess. But yeah, uh, it's very, yeah, it's weird. It's. Have you ever tried to watch ECW? On oh Peacock? man! Oh my god, <laughs> dude, it dude, kills me. Like it ECW, the music was such a big part. Like mm-hmm. the gangsters would come out, Natural Born Killers would play all throughout the match. Yeah, yeah, same and man. Like, Oh my god, like it All is these, brutal. Dude, I know it's so tough. It's too bad, you know, that they didn't have the foresight to be like, hey, we're not gonna have the rights to this, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Like on the old shows where um Undertaker comes out the kid rock, do they just is that dubbed over too? Is it like that dead man walk? Man, I haven't song? watched any of that. It's yeah, yeah. No, I'm not positive, but like by then though, they may have been getting rights to songs or you know, like, like rolling perpetuity. Remember, yeah. like you would even see on the Tron, like Fred. Durst, I feel like, like those songs this. have to be on there. Yeah. I think it's like stuff like ECW where they didn't have the rights to anything. Right. They just yeah. used it. Yeah. Where under by then when Undertaker's used to Limp Biscuit and stuff like yeah. that and Kid Rock, like they were like doing it by I the mean, book. I mean, ECW's opening was fucking white zombie mm-hmm. like Thunder yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know like it's weird it's just definitely... real quick to correct myself it was the brawl to end it all in the war to settle the score that appeared on mtv thanks to cindy Lauper's involvement but i just wanted to make sure thanks i put for that clearing up. that up though. yes sir you got it uh i do want to go back to starcade and we had the rock and roll express uh they were going against the evil russians it was uh, Ivan and Nikita, 12 minutes, 22 seconds. They got the W. It was in a steel cage because we have to have a gimmick. We have to have some kind of stipulation on Starcade. It's a rule. Uh, what did you guys think of this match? Besides the fact the Rock and Roll Express were over if they moved the pinky. They were yeah. just they were so beloved. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I like, like think the Rock and Roll Express super cool. I think it's... I think this is probably one where like the 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 gimmick match maybe was unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like especially because like weren't they even like tagging in and out or whatever? And it's like this is just supposed to be like some crazy fight, and it was just to me kind of like kind of was a miss considering the participants. You know what I mean? But I think you it's got solid, more blood though. Yeah. You did yeah, get more did. blood at least. <laughs> yeah, I think so it's a solid match. What was but... the what was the match before this? Was it Atlanta Lively? Yes, yeah, it was. So that wasn't a cage match, right? No, no, that was a street fight. Atlanta. Oh, street but they fight. were in street different fight. venues. That's yeah. what it was, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So this honestly, this in... was probably a cage match because they didn't want to fucking take the cage down, right? No, um, I think they were. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Tully, they were both at this venue. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So they were. This was actually the final match in this venue. Yeah, yeah. From the Greensboro yeah, they Coliseum. They probably didn't want to take the cage down. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. So Greensboro Coliseum. The previous match was held in a steel cage. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. They kept the cage up. Let's you have know it. What's funny? <laughs> like funny. I only saw Ivan Koloff in this form. You know, like as a tag team guy, he's older and stuff, but. This guy's a former World Wrestling Federation champion. Right. Yeah. Crazy, you know, right. like it's nuts. Like it's just crazy. Like I I never knew that when I was a kid. Like he was a tag team guy. He was he was the weak guy 
on the right. tag team, you know, mm-hmm. and like I go back and watch and I'm like, holy shit, like this guy was WWF champion. Right. It's, it it's reminds just... me of like when I was watching the NBA and like Robert Parrish was like the 10th man or 12th mm-hmm. man. And it was like this dude had already had a legendary career. But to me, he was so garbage. Like he was, yep. by the way, RIP Bill Russell. RIP, I was just about to say. Man, one of the goats. Also right Michelle yeah. Nichols from Star Trek. Yep. First Aurora. ever. I'm pretty sure the first ever interracial kiss on television. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. She showed that uh, people of color could be more than, you know. She interesting. Just like, yep. That's Bill Russell, too, breaking boundaries. First black NBA yep. uh, head coach. Yep. Uh, not to mention the most winning Winningest. player in sports yeah. history. Yep. Winningest. So, Before uh, my RIP. time, but I, you know, I know what he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that that is a, a legend gone today. But, yeah, just I was still talking about, like, Robert Parrish. Yeah, Ivan Koloff, same thing, man. He, to me, he, he was like an afterthought at this yep. point. It's just... Yep. The disrespect, right? But we don't know. We we only know. Yeah. What we well, see. you only know what you see. You know, mm-hmm. like Pedro Morales was a job guy. By the time I started wrestling, meanwhile, first ever, you know, Latino world champion. Like, mm-hmm. the hell do I know? I only know what I know. You know, yeah. what's funny in the WWE now? The longer you're there, the more likely you are to get a trophy. Well, yeah, and, there's uh... a lifetime achievement award now. So... That's not just WWE either. Okay. I'll tell you Ring what. Of Honor the, does the same thing. About this match, though, the end, Ricky Morton just bails on his partner. <laughs> he he's, in the, he's in the cage, and it's just like, what is I that? I thought the same thing. I'm like, he left this fucking guy in the ring by him. To get you know, killed. Like, yeah. And those whips with the chain, one caught him right in the face. Oof, that I'm was like, nasty, dude. I'm like, come on, man. I thought the it's same over. thing, man. I'm like, Jesus. I know, dude. Rough stuff. Um, but dude, yeah, the Rock and Roll Express were mm-hmm. uber over, you know. Yeah. And it's oh just... my god, dude. They were so over that Ricky Morton fought Ric Flair, dude. Like mm-hmm. he feuded with him. Like that's how over they got. So Ricky this... Morton, real quick, yeah, 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 had a match today. With his son on that Ric Flair's last match, Ricky Morton still wrestling. That's crazy, unbelievable. Crazy, yeah, man. That's um, thirty-seven years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unbelievable. Life more than my whole like life. it's a lifetime ago. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like it's Literally. insane. I'm gonna set the stage really quick for both of these main events. Um, so just for Starcade, Duke, jump in if I'm wrong here. But as, as far as I know, um. Dusty came out to help Flair post match. Yeah. In a cage. I believe he fought Nikita Koloff. Rick Flair Flair versus Nikita Koloff. Yeah. Post match, it was Dusty that came down. And then it was the unnamed horseman that ended up yeah. jumping Dusty, right? Broke his yep. ankle at this time. I'm not yep. sure if that's what. Yeah. So they fought. It pre- the, it. Okay. They fought the previous year, though, at the previous Starcade, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. So this is technically a return match, a new spin on the story. Um, so you weren't watching live at this point, Duke, but I know like your brothers loved this this time and this this era anyway. Like was they, Dusty I... and Flair were Dusty and Flair to you when you were a kid, like as big as Hogan and those guys? Flair was for me. Um, 
Dusty. I don't. I liked Dusty, but I remember like Ric Flair was the first bad guy I ever cheered for. Okay. So like, I would say Ric Flair was probably on the level of Hogan, maybe for me. Okay. But not Dusty, and it's that's just my preference. You know, I just thought Ric Flair was so cool. Um, like he was the first bad guy I ever liked. Frank, watching this, um, let's just talk about the lockup or at least the intros and whatnot. Like, did this match feel to you like the main event of the biggest show? Of- it did to me. Okay. Yeah, it definitely did to me. And I'm not even a big Dusty guy. You know, like, I like, I love Flair, obviously. Um, but Dusty to me, I understand it. I understand, like, the appeal of Dusty and uh, the promos and all that. But for me, he just watching the matches and, you know, obviously good. It just wasn't my thing. You know, it just wasn't my thing. And I know this like rivalry is like as big as it got for them. But I did like this match a lot. But to me, just. I don't know if I felt like there's like too much stalling or whatever it was, you know, but it did feel big. It did feel important. This is also like Dusty cut that promo to lead up to this, you know, that uh that famous promo of his. And um, so like I did feel like was the this crowd the hard times promo. Yeah, the hard okay. times. This, cause, okay. Cause, yeah, this is the hard times promo because they broke his ankle. Okay. So he had to come back with a cast or whatever it was, some crazy cast. And you know, so it like led up to this. So like it did feel important to me. It did. And like watching it like with modern eyes, I go like, oh, this is like to me, it felt like a big deal. You know what I mean? And like in a big payoff, even if it's like temporary. But the crowd also helps with all of that. You know what I mean? Because I don't think this is like not having seen like all of their matches, I can't imagine this is like their best one. You know, and but I thought it was good, and you know, and it definitely felt important. It definitely felt like the main event of the big show. You know, even though I love Tully's match, this definitely feels like this is like what you pay the money to see. You know, so that's yeah. how I feel about big fight feel for sure for me. Uh, just a fun fact: their first singles match against each other was in 1975, so ten years wow. before that. Um, I think they fought. You know. Tons, tons of times and after Rick that. Flair was in a plane crash two years later, and it's still so wrestling today. <laughs> Tonight, yeah, literally <laughs> today. Immortal. I hope so, man. Let's hope so. He's all right. It's all over. So all right. Hopefully so that's the end. I ju- uh, so in doing some research, Arn Anderson coined their group, the Four Horsemen, for the first time on November 9th of 1985 and star was on november 28th so okay. just a few oh, so they were they were kind they of were getting there yeah getting there um, but i always sort of thought that jj was like there from the beginning but i guess not because he's still with right that was still Black working Martin, itself out buddy landell um and like we said earlier uh dusty was bulking here uh, it's just interesting to see. Like he was clearly the guy to be in this spot, so I'm not taking anything away from yeah. him. But um, he was the guy calling the shots here. I want to just stop there for a minute and just set the stage for WrestleMania One's main event. This is where we were introducing a stacked deck, an entire you know 
group of celebrities, one after another, coming in here. Uh, we had Billy Martin, one of the GOAT baseball managers of all time, coming out to be the ring announcer. Um, Liberace, world-class entertainer. I think he's performed with Elvis. Like, you know, I don't know how you compare him to someone today, but he was a big deal at the time. Muhammad Ali coming in to be an enforcer, uh, special referee. Uh, even Jose Torres outside the ring. They had some big names and then Mr. T in the match. So you left out a very important person. Give them to me. The referee of the match. I was going to mention Pat Patterson. Patty. Got his spot. And that was so cool to see him like actually. First in. ever Intercontinental Champion. I loved it. Um, creator of the Royal Rumble. Creator of the Rumble. Um, just just a stack deck like i said at this point i'm like watching mania and the only thing i could say to myself is like this is a more fun show so call like define fun how you want it but i was having more fun watching mania at this point leading up to the main event it was all business for flair and dusty coming to the ring you know um like i said they were building towards this you know, after the steel cage incident and all, but, um, you know, main event for main event, here we are. This is like even Snooker and Cowboy Bob were on the outside of the ring. Like that, that wasn't even more of an added touch, oh, bodyguard. but it's, but for me real quick, uh, to get into the matches, Piper and Mr. T going nose to nose, like that was such an iconic moment. And it's, it's been shown a million times. Super cool. What are your guys' thoughts on the build, like the the celebrity, the pomp and circumstance, the glitz and glamour? The Macho man theme song. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about all this going into the main event? Because to me, I, it made it feel huge by yeah, gigantic. Yeah. I, I think they're like they're like two different things, you know. Like to me, this felt like watching the playoffs, and then this main event is the Super Bowl versus. Starcades was like a bitter fight rivalry, and we're finally going to see that matchup and see who gets it done, right? Like two different things, both big main events, but like kind of different perspective. Like this felt like more of an event. WrestleMania 1 felt like more of an event. We finally got to this last show because it didn't feel quite as bitter to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was more like this is such a thing. Like you have to see that what this this match is going to happen. The match was sort of like inconsequential to me, mm -hmm. like compared to like everything else leading to it. Every all they the were putting on a show. Yeah, yeah, you know. And it was like this is like the big thing. Everybody has to see it. You weren't necessarily there for the fight or who who even won. Maybe maybe people then were, but for me looking at it, like it was just well, like you well, got Piper. To see Piper had. Yeah. Just it really quick, you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah, built yeah. that this no, for sure. a blood feud technically yeah. as well, in a way. Yeah, it just didn't to for me, the spectacle overtook the match, you know what I mean? And then it was just like you were there. And then and then even the match itself, you know, like it's just it's just different, but it doesn't make it's not lesser to me. It's maybe bigger in terms of scope, you know, of like of where it's reaching and who it's reaching, but it just was a different vibe. They both felt like main events. They both felt like you had to see them, but for different reasons to me. Duke, what'd you think about all the uh, celebrity involvement leading into the main event? Yeah, I think, um, like we said at the beginning, 
you know, uh, sports entertainment versus professional wrestling. Um, like Frank said, I don't think one's right or wrong. It's just like a, a preference of what you like. And before we go any further, Roddy Piper, seven years to the day today, we're now on August 1st, but July 31st, RIP, Roddy Piper. Oh, God. Seven years heart. to the day. And that is a guy that never emulated anyone. He always did his own thing, and there will never be another. And thank you, Roddy. Thank you, Roddy. People emulated him. Absolutely. And, um, but man, yeah, I love um, him. As far as the spectacle goes, um, I remember watching it and being like, this is weird. Like I said earlier, like the, the Liberace stuff with the, like, I'm like, what? This is a, this is a wrestling match. Like, why yeah. is this guy dancing before him? Yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, it definitely felt big for sure. Like with Muhammad Ali, that's what sold it for me, you know, mm -hmm. and the intensity of Piper and Mr. T, like you mentioned them going nose to nose. Like, I believe that they did not like each other. I still believe that. Right. You know? Um, well, Piper kept that till his last breath that they, you know, didn't like each other. He would yeah. never tell but you he's otherwise. A, he's a worker. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just I, I feel like at this point, like I said, I was having a lot of fun um, to get into the match themselves. Flair and Dusty, I mean, Dusty moved so smooth for being a guy his size. Uh, he came, I mean, at one point he came off with, I don't want to say a flying body press, but a flying body drop. Yeah, <laughs> like, he would throw drop kicks. Like it looked, it looked great. I mean, Flair was, I mean, clearly, I guess not in his prime, but like you could have fooled me. He was, yeah. he was, you know, uh, that was probably his prime. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was moving, you know, flawlessly. Um, I love the match. The thing that they say about Flair is, you know, he has the same match all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's like, show me a wrestler that doesn't have spots. Mm -hmm. Show me a wrestler mm -hmm. that doesn't do the same three to five moves every match. Yeah. Like, yeah, our favorite wrestler collectively, Bret Hart, mm -hmm. has three or four matches or uh, moves in sequence that he will do mm -hmm. yeah. um and he once i think kind of knocked flair for that but the only thing i'll say about flair spots that i never understood was he goes to the top rope to take a move every time <laughs> not give him he move. hit it once who was that against trivia question you guys know nope um I'll give you. Was a it hit. a body press or an axe handle? He, I believe it was a single. <laughs> the old yeah, the, single, the single axe hammer. Handle. Frank, uh, you love this guy. I love this guy. You love him, like one of your goats. A member, <laughs> a member of the Click. X Pac. <laughs> no, your other it's Razor. No. Who? Oh, Sean, dude! <laughs> I thought I really, I thought I really loved him. In his, uh, <laughs> in his last match, well, his last match, right? Right. His retirement match. Part one. I'm pretty sure yeah. he goes to slam him, and Flair actually hits him with the big, <laughs> the big, big hammer. single 
That's really funny. Single axe handle. I would have never got that. I thought it would have been way earlier than that that he finally hit it. But I'm pretty sure I'm I've watched that match a bunch. Well, the match was good, him and Dusty. Um yeah. that's that's I preferred that match more than the WrestleMania main event. Okay. Oh, you do? I do. Interesting. Okay. Cause uh, there were some plotting moments, like Frank said. I mean, there was there were some breaks in the action, some wrestles. I'm all for that. Um I just feel like, once again, I'm trying to watch this with, you know, virgin eyes, but we know what happened after. Like, it was the genesis of the dusty finish, so to speak. Yeah. Right? So, it was uh, Stu Schwartz, replacement referee, counted the pin after Tommy Young was knocked down. Tommy Young later reversed the decision, awarded Dusty a victory by DQ. Flair keeps the belt so on and so forth we know that now so it felt a little cheap um even the celebration like when everyone came down i i was almost feeling like it felt a little manufactured like when manny fernandez wouldn't leave <laughs> dusty's side i'm like bro i know give him this moment way, right yeah exactly <laughs> billy graham was in there just to like tap him on the shoulder i'm like come on superstar <laughs> yeah. like he you're more you're better than harbor them um, took that damn title for himself so in hindsight and retrospect i'm a little bit more you know again like I, I don't love the match because of the finish um it was a good match i feel like the the wrestlemania one main event the crowd was not stopped the whole time yeah. so that's the only difference i would say is like those lulls in the, the flare and dusty match the whole package and intensity of the wrestlemania one main event it felt like you were witnessing literal history unfold before your eyes so once i guess that's in retrospect but i think that's in retrospect for, for my eyeballs you know what i mean okay. because i you know because when i watch that if i like take away what wrestlemania became Mm-hmm. And I look at that event, I go, you know, that was an interesting event. You know, it was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely like a spectacle of some kind, but I don't know that it, if I'm watching that in 1985 and it ends, if I'm thinking, I just saw the biggest shit in pro wrestling ever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I would feel that way. I'm not saying I felt that way when Starcade ended, but I felt when Starcade ended, it was just like, oh my gosh, we saw like these payoffs to these feuds that we've been <clears> seeing, you know what I mean? And it was just like, it's one of those kind of what we expect, right? WrestleMania is this new thing that nobody had experienced at the time. So you don't think that would be enough for you in 85 to see something you'd never seen before to make you curious to to want to see it again? My taste personally, I don't know. You know, I definitely yeah. would watch, right? As a wrestling fan and they're like, oh, they're doing a second one. I'm going to be there, but I think when wrestle when if I see that WrestleMania, I'm like, yeah, that was cool. As but then I'm like, but for my taste, when Starcade ends, I'm like, God damn, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was like the conclusion of a lot of stuff I've been building up to. That main event, you know, all the build to that and what it became, obviously. But like, I don't know. Just speaking from the event, watching that event, I don't know that I would have left there like. I think I just watched the most important thing in wrestling history. You know, I think it well, you turns talk into about that. feuds. You talk about feuds ending though, and like kind of um, having a, a culmination of these matches, like for TNT and some of these shows, like the training videos with Mr. Mm-hmm. T and Hogan. Yeah, cool. The, cool the, stuff. the the heat that 
that Piper and Orndorff garnered yeah. going into this match. Like they 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 were, you know, getting shit thrown at them. I feel like maybe you could have watched it like, oh, the good guys got their comeuppance. You know what I mean? And and you know, dastardly Bob Orton, you know, screwed up at the end. Who knows? We're we're watching in his in uh, retrospect. Duke, mm-hmm. how did you feel about the main event as a match of WrestleMania one? Like a technical wrestling match? No, no, I mean, like, like a... as because you said uh, you talked about the, you know, Liberace stuff and the spectacle yeah. part of it, but did the match leave you feeling satisfied? Or oh, was yeah, it... for sure. You know, um, like I said, I preferred the other one more because it, I think it was a better pro wrestling match. It's just like I said at the very beginning, Vince was doing sports entertainment and the NWA was doing pro wrestling. And I like both. But in this instance, number one, I'm always going to pick a, a one-on-one match over a tag match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Hulkster. Um, but like, you know, Mr. T, like he was limited mm-hmm. to what he could do. He's an know. actor. Yeah, exactly. An a- actor won a main event of WrestleMania. But right. actor, the probably the height of The Rock right now. I mean, not no, no, a, sure, but he's like not, a, I mean, Logan Paul is probably Logan Paul is probably more famous than Mr. T ever was, you know. Yeah. And it's sort of like I don't think he should probably. be, you know what I mean? I'm just saying he shouldn't yeah. be maybe beating the guys, you know. And I know Hogan obviously it wasn't just like Mr. T did it, but that's you know I you, I look at it like that as well, like oh so so some just some dude who's not like a fighter or anything. Yeah, like that's that the biggest thing that you we've know? always said. Like a mm-hmm. guy comes in off the street and then he beats a former world champion, like you said. Yeah. The Miz is a former two-time Grand Slam champion. He was beaten last night by a YouTube celebrity. Pretty easy. Right. So like it kind of the legitimacy of pro wrestling kind yeah, of yeah yeah fall yeah. you know. Yeah, if you care about like that, protecting the business yeah, type of right, but attitude. we don't. Anymore. But we'll forget we're, about we're, it. We'll, yeah. we'll forget about it, though. Mm-hmm. You know, but, we fans have short term memories. We're far past protecting yeah. the business. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. You know what I mean? That's oh all my done. god, that's all yeah. done. The finish, uh, the finish was you know, to eventually a little um, wonky, I guess, with Dusty and, and Flair, but that aside the match was fun the drama mm-hmm. was fun mm-hmm. the presentation was great um i really liked the match i i, I prefer the wrestlemania one main event mainly because of surprise, all the involvement. surprise surprise, no. surprise. No. listen wrestlemania one if anything after you were done with it did you feel like it validated vince's place in the wrestling world in 85 because this was his role with the dice like yeah, you know, like they look looking back on it, and like if I'm placing myself in that time, like I'm, I think it's cool, but like I don't know that I would have felt like this was the game changer of events. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like really it, it, think from, that from the celebrity point, it was uh, all these people that definitely added to that feeling. You know what I mean? Like you take all the celebrities out, it's a nonsense card, mostly. But yeah. I don't know if that would have got me going you know what i mean and like i can't wait to see the next one what celebrities are you gonna have show up and dance around you know like i don't think i would have cared really personally but you know i do feel like it obviously it worked out and i do think like there was something like you have to do another one after it you definitely have to continue this thing moving forward but i, I yeah like i just don't know if like in that moment 
what I have thought, like, dude, Vince just changed the game for the better. Mm-hmm. This is about to – I don't know that I would have felt that way for sure. What were you going to say, Duke? Um, I think that this was like step one. Yeah. You know, I think WrestleMania three changed yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. that's when it – you know, mm-hmm. I think that's when Vince took over. And even but, WrestleMania two feels like a misstep almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like after one – and then compared to three, especially, you know what I mean? We'll Wrestle, WrestleMania 2 is WrestleMania kind of like a hiccup. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, the, the dual arena is like Starcade. Was, I just yeah. think we all are living in like what's happened, right? So like it became obviously the thing. It's a mega show. But I mean, now. like, you know, WrestleMania, you know, we're, we're jumping around from arenas and mm-hmm. there's... Yeah. But like WrestleMania 3, there's 93 thousand people like that's that is a game changer another referee has come in because tommy young is still down he's wrapped him up dusty rogers got it champ and his entourage just making their way out of the ring and is saying we're number one and you betcha you are I felt like when they went off the air, for me, it just felt like they mentioned it all throughout the show, like the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the the Stanley Cup. Sometimes you get a dud game. Sometimes you get a blowout. Like, we're going to make sure you get your money's worth here. So I guess, like, I felt the best I could like if I saw that for the first time like you said Frank you'll definitely tune in again was yeah. it the best show he could have presented I don't mm-hmm. think he would even say it is yeah Vince McMahon you know um but if you guys could rate the shows for me really quick uh you know one to ten use decimals whatever you want to do if you could give Starcade 85 the gathering from a one to ten what do you guys got and what was your favorite match <sighs> You always make me rate stuff. Yeah. One to ten, Star K eighty five. I'll give it. I'm gonna give Star K eighty five a seven point five out of ten. <laughs> and that's on the back of the main event. That's on the back of Magnum and Tully. And then like just a few solid matches or a few matches I was into, the tag team matches, both of them. Um Buddy Landell and Terry Taylor thought was solid. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought, like, throughout the show, even Abby and Manny Fernandez, this isn't my favorite thing, but it was, like, it got to the point. You know what I mean? And it was just, like, it was wild. So all of that, I enjoyed it. 7.5 out of 10, my favorite match, Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA. I quit match. Duke, what do you got? I'm not playing this game. This guy always makes me try to rate stuff and make Come on. Rate it, rate it, rate it, rate it. I can't Give me a one to ten. I'll tell you how oh, you're gonna make me rate this and then rate mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll rate this a six. Okay. Point one or even six point two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. I'm gonna go uh with a nice three point three here. Holy shit. 
it felt dark and guy gr- hates pro wrestling. This is where me and Tucci are gonna start beefing on the well, look, it like felt when, when, if, it, when our opinions get to come out like this. There were this some intense, have... there were some intense fights. I'm man. not here for lists, man. Look, look, I mean, it's just a ranking. It's what you thought of the show at the end of the day. It, it, for me, it's 3.3 out of 10. It felt 3. dark. 3.3. How did you come to this? Well, I'm a tough exact... critic, first of all, but I didn't want to But how with... did you come to the point three? Well, What's I look your at rating it, system. I look at it like if I was going a four-star rating, you know, mm-hmm. one star would be like a 2.5 maybe, you know, out of 10. So a little bit more than one star out of four. Why don't um, we just do stars then? I like decimals. <laughs> 3.3. I'm hitting you with a 3.3. What a look. disrespectful little bitch you are. I Bro, know. How Dude, is it those two matches, the Tully and, what, and then the Dusty match, a 3.3. We're talking the whole show. Oh, I get it. Listen. We're ranking the whole show. I mean, so we're talking Mania about one, 11 man, matches. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to Ooh, hear your main one. Listen. You know it's going to be we'll a get there. perfect 10. No, yeah, no, three point three. If Flair and Dusty was like to me a nine point five match, or if Tully and or or Tully and uh, Magnitia, I didn't have a match on this card that I would rate higher than maybe a six. You're like, stupid. And, and a lot of Magnum them were... <laughs> TA Dude, and Matt, Tully Blanchard is like arguably the greatest I quit match ever. In the oh, well, this is all subjective. But do you want to see sure. guys on the floor? rolling around just stuffing a microphone in each other's face but what happened to like story and build and all this stuff that you tell me you normally care about i love the window i love that but the thing is the 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 violence went a little overboard for me in that match that's just me um okay so if the show felt dark and gritty which might appeal to some people it had intense fights you know what i'm saying it just lacked a big event vibe for me like okay. it didn't feel like a big event. It felt like a dark carnival. Like, you know, that's the how Van I would Hero, this, this disrespect the, the Van dark, carnival. Stable? The dark if, carnival. Yeah, it felt <laughs> like where Vampiro got the name of his stable. Um, yeah. so that's just me. I didn't love it. What did you guys find on Mania? Where, where, where would you rank that? WrestleMania. One. I'll give it WrestleMania one. I'll From give Madison uh, Square Garden. Yeah, the venue is irrelevant. I'll give it a five out of ten. Okay, five out of ten. Uh, just because for me personally, quality of the matches, they're kind of almost all nonsense. Uh, I think maybe Wendy Richter's the best match with uh Megani Kai. So, is that my favorite match though? I don't know. Maybe I go favorite. I probably go main event for like my personal favorite i don't think it's like the best i mean match. you just look at who's in it yeah exactly you know, you know what i mean so like maybe my favorite's the main event hogan mr t versus orndorf and piper but yeah five out of ten overall when i tune into a wrestling show you know i'm trying to get wrestling personally so that's just where we're going to be but i think that's even a generous rating five out of ten but it was just the first one the spectacle every, everybody there like yeah, you we're said, rating the whole show you said jose torres which for like puerto rican legend so that's cool to me muhammad ali obviously is like my hero so like things like that help it but overall for me five out of ten not their best show i don't think it's their top 10 best shows and uh yeah it is what it is 
Okay, 7.5 Starcade, 85, 5 out of 10 for WrestleMania 1 from Frank. Duke, what do you got for WrestleMania? I'm going to I'm going to give it a perfect 10 as you would. Wow. <laughs> Shit. No, I'm not going there with it. Uh, now, I would, um what do you got? I I would probably I probably preferred WrestleMania because of like the like you, I'm not like so dark and stuff. I enjoyed a lot of Starcade, and I, I think Magnum versus Telly was my favorite match of all. The, you know, through everything mm-hmm. out of all the matches, but I liked. I don't know. I like WWF's like right, and like you said, the production quality and stuff like that. Um, and you know the main event was even though it's not a great like wrestling match like it felt big you Mm -hmm. know so if i give you know starcade a 6.2 i'll give mania 6.3 it's by no means like one of my favorite um pay-per-views or as they call them now premium events (laughs) of all time live event but you know um it's not one of my favorite manias of all time but if i were to have to pick one to watch again it would be mania one 6.3 mania one 6.2 i'm speaking for you right now 6.2 star just just eked it out (laughs) well to show that i'm a tough critic uh for me mania is a 5.8 5.9 in that area i also don't love it it's you're, when I when we get to an event where I might see it as a nine or ten, you'll know it because I'll love that event. We're talking the total event, top to bottom. WrestleMania one had a lot of lows, but that high of you know the spectacle, like we kept bringing up throughout the show, to me it kept me interested, engaged, and I just got to say, like I criticize WWE now for that whole tagline, like put smiles on faces, like we want to have fun. But I think I want to have fun watching my wrestling more than, I guess, um, feel like Starcade took you to some places where you just felt like you needed a break. And maybe it wasn't the missed Atlanta Lively break, but you needed some kind of break from all the, you know, the violence, I guess. So for me, I'd go like 5.8 Mania. 3.3 3.3 Starcade. I'm a tough critic all around, but we'll see as we go forward. Do I love pro wrestling or am I just a WWF history truther slash geek slash Mark? We'll see. I mean, it's hard for me to really say that now because in the history, I've loved some pro wrestling events, but yeah, for this one, I prefer Mania. And I think it, like I said, I think it really validated Vince's place. And that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Any closing thoughts from you guys for either one of these shows or. I'm just glad you didn't give me any like something absurd where (laughs) down the line, we're going to be like, we gave WrestleMania a nine and you know, WrestleMania. I know what it was in my opinion. It wasn't the best show. Dude, I, I think the fact that you said a three-point whatever for Starcade is like a disgrace. Well, he's a disrespectful little bitch. That is, <laughs> to me, that shit is so crazy. Because I Why? Just, Look at the whole show. Matches, just, yeah, I know. I did. 
and just those two matches though just those two because a 3.3 is what like in your silly math that's like a one he doesn't even have that's like a one i do have a system there were 11 matches if i'm gonna rank each match out of one to ten i'm gonna give you an average at the end of system on paper and hold it to the that's like a one something out of four stars or whatever it is you know and it's sort of like just those two matches alone to me like trump everything in mania one so you'd give both those like maybe like like maybe outside no no maybe outside of like the main event for the importance but like there's nothing on mania one that even really matters i disagree like the way yeah yeah exactly that right because they're because it was their women right (laughs) no 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 i said it was the best match but you know but those two matches you're talking about like one of the great feuds in wrestling history with one of like the best, most infamous promos in the build leading up to it with Dusty and like a payoff. Yeah, it kind of got weird, but like that at the time, that's like one of the biggest things that like ever happened in wrestling. And then Tully and Arn, I mean, Tully and Magnum's match, like we said, is like the gold standard for I quit matches, even if it is violent, but like that's what an I quit match is. That's the point of it. And those two matches, like legacy wise, are so like impactful. Yeah, but I saw the build between Big John Studd and Andre the Giant, right? And yeah. and Studd cut his hair. Like they they were that's so crazy. Well, they oh were my getting God. they were I can't... <laughs> it's so wild. I mean, they were taking advantage of him. I saw the blow off there in a body slam match, and I found that to be more digestible than Tully versus. Yeah, you know why it's digestible? Because nothing happened, bro. That's why it's digestible. He slammed them. There was there was a body slam. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that's why it's digestible. It's easy to digest. Nothing. Fifteen thousand dollars. Here's the thing that we were talking about earlier. There's different. There's something for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the great thing about pro wrestling. We can argue about, you know, what's better and stuff like that. But yeah. like the cool thing about pro wrestling is, no. you know, and I agree with you for everybody you know? completely. And like, you know, I, yeah. I know he's not going to like it. watching Starkid. I know I'm like, John Tucci's going to not <laughs> right. be into most right. of this stuff. But like I, my, my only point is those two matches are so significant. Yep. Right compared to almost anything on that WrestleMania card, minus like the main event, we could say. Will Chamberlain's 100-point like, game is significant, but nowadays people diminish that. Like, it's a different time. Yeah, but not place. really, though, right? Because he's still the only guy that ever did that. You know what I mean? It's still like, and Will, when we think of Will, the first thing out of everybody's mouth is he had a 100-point game. Nobody yeah, but they're quick to say there was like five, five, nine white guys that were trying to guard him. Like, there's always somebody ready to diminish something. I'm just saying yeah. – those two matches so you're that guy ready to diminish these two all time i'm not diminishing the matches i'm just saying they weren't for me you know what i'm saying (laughs) like i i i respect dusty and flair's rivalry and i thought the match was very good did i rate it like a 10 to bring the average of the show all the way up no i I even said that like i don't rate that match necessarily but with you rating WrestleMania, we're talking about all the build and all this stuff. And like, cause I would give the main match, event you a nine or, or I would give the main event like a nine or so. Like that's oh, what main event, which one WrestleMania one, okay. the main event to me. So that brings up the whole event for me. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to average it all out. We want to get technical, but I prefer mania. Uh, I didn't love mania. We'll see later down the line. Yeah. If- and that's fine. That's not even my point. My just point is the disrespect <laughs> on these two legendary matches. You gave it like a 1.5 out of stars out of whatever. 
You know what I mean? 3.3 like, out of 10. You said 3.3, <laughs> but I'm saying if it was four stars, bro. If oh, it was four stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be like a star and a half. Barely a star and a half, you know? Well, I'm That's sorry. Just... I don't want to watch, like, you know, uh, like oh, a bloody bull God. rope match followed by, you know, like uh, an I quit steel cage match followed by a Mexican death match where you got to grab a sombrero followed by an arm wrestling match followed by uh, an Atlanta street fight with a girl in drag or a guy in drag. Anyway, yeah, you'd rather 20 seconds of nothing, five minutes of rest holds with a bear hugging Andre, you know what I mean? JYD, out of shape, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, I'm not, yeah, I know. This but did you, see, did you see Steamboat, though? He looked like $10 million in them chunks. Yeah, he did. I mean, and, they cut him, and they cut him short. I mean, 439 so, was the official time. Steamer looking good in that. trunks, that pops it up. No, it's the fact that I think the main event was so good for WrestleMania 1 for me mm-hmm. that it trumps any other match on any show, either show. And that's and, fair. And not to mention, I like the women's match. I like the body slam match. And I actually enjoyed the tag team match with the U.S. Express and Nikita Koloff. It's like, I look, we know I'm a WWF guy. This is going to be an ongoing theme. Prove me wrong with these pro wrestling shows Find me something to really sink my teeth into to make me agree with you that it's maybe a better alternative. You didn't like Buddy Landell and Terry Taylor? No, I couldn't. You didn't didn't like it. You said you did. No, I liked the match, but I couldn't like. You didn't like superstar Billy Graham's like sports entertainment segment. You were gushing over. That was my favorite part of the show. You didn't think Sam Houston looked like a million bucks and Crusher (laughs) Khrushchev looked good? Did they look good? Yeah, but. To be honest, like I'm just it saying, felt like a dark carnival. You That's didn't say Magnum TA's promo was like the best promo of all of them. It was. It was. They but also had, one, but it's a one. They also had forty extra minutes. It was a longer show, so. I mean, yeah, but we blame Vince. <laughs> now his all shows right. are eighteen hours long. So next time here on No Sold, it's going to be Frank trying to prove me. <laughs> To me, that pro wrestling is more digestible than sports entertainment. And Duke is going to try to be the voice of reason. Now I'm just going to laugh the whole time (laughs) and drink whiskey. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.